and welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode number 298. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave here in Louisville, Kentucky. And this is a solo show that I have a ton of stuff to get to. So I'm just going to dive right into it because, uh, man, it's, it's probably going to be a long episode. I'm just giving an early warning here. But uh, we're going to jump in with uh, emails first. I got an email from uh, Robert Jamieson. And uh, the, the email is titled, Question About the Future of the Gutter Man Cave. <laughs> he says, Hi, Mike. I love the New Year's episode with Roxana on as Coco Captain, but I wondered if you had the same reaction I did. Roxana really seems to class up the Gutter Man Cave. <laughs> I found myself tucking in my shirt and sitting a little bit straighter uh, in my chair listening to her. <laughs> I wonder if you had the same reaction in there in your inner sanctum. I mean, I even put my whiskey on a coaster. <laughs> Will the gutter man cave ever be the same? Best Robbie J in Chicago, Illinois. Well, thank you so much, Robbie, for this email. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be on my best behavior a little bit uh, with uh, Roxana newly joining the show, uh, but I'm sure I'll, 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 you know, I'll revert to my old ways and hopefully not run her off because uh, you know it's just it's who I am. I, I have I'm a I'm basically have a uh, middle school <laughs> kid's uh, sense of humor. So, uh, but I think I think she knows. She's listened to the podcast. She knows me well enough. It's it's gonna slowly get rough around the edges the the longer we have her on. I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, th- thanks so much for the email. Uh, okay, next up we have Ian Christie, and he uh, has some episode some comments about episode 296. He says, uh, Hi, Mike. I'm listening to episode 296, and you start out talking about box cameras and project box camera. You mentioned you have a Duoflex, and you say it's too small to jam 120 into. I've found that sanding the ends of the spool so it's not shiny and trimming the lip off the ends uh, with nail clippers works well. You do have to trim uh, at the minimum, but removing the empty spool is very difficult with, uh, with, with uh, um, is very difficult without sanding a little. Ian. Well, thank you, Ian. I didn't know that the Duoflex, you know, the compartments for the film look so much smaller than uh, than like my Kodak uh, Brownie Hawkeye that I'm able to kind of jam 120 uh, rolls into as long as I have like a 620 take-up spool. Uh, but the, the Duoflex, it's nice to know. Yeah, I got a uh, got a little bench grinder here to make, make a real short work of uh, kind of sanding down the ends of the spool to kind of jam it in there. And uh, I also, I bought some nail clippers just for the purpose of... Uh, uh, for so, I mean, I have normal nail clippers to trim my nails, but I also bought an ex- another pair just for the purpose of trimming off the like the little edges of the the 120 spools to make them more like 620 size. So it's good to know that I can use the old Kodak Duoflex with some 120 film without having to you know re-spool 120 onto a 620 reel. So uh, thank you very much, Ian. That's a good tip. So now I can put that uh, that Duoflex uh, to work in the project box camera, uh, situation we have going on with, uh, that Neil Piper has started. So, uh, thanks for the, the hot tip. Okay. Next up we have Mike Kukovica and he says, uh, the title is Lightroom versus Darkroom. Hello, negative positives gang. I'm working my way through the most recent episode. I wanted to contribute a suggestion, uh, to, uh, John and Roxana in response to their agreement that it's hard to get a silver gelatin print to look uh, like what they see in Lightroom. I feel the same way. And I wholeheartedly agree with Andre that it is possible to realize uh, your or our vision in the darkroom. We just have to work out how. Have you heard the term split grade printing before? I think it's a marvelous technique and the technique and the best part for you is that it mirrors what you do in Lightroom already in a way. Think of uh, the white slider as the zero zero contrast filter and the black slider as the five contrast filter. 
In practice, you adjust the time for each filter and the results are much like adjusting the whites and blacks in Lightroom or Photoshop. The midtones will fall into place. It's taken me a while to get, the proce uh, to, get it to a process that works and in full disclosure, I don't know that it is the right way to do things. However, here's a description. What I do is I start making test strips with the two contrast filter at a wider aperture than normal, say f8. Uh, keep going till you get a time that looks decent. Next, stop down the lens to f11 and set the timer uh, for the decent exposure you arrived at with the two contrast filter. Still with me? <laughs> the plan is to split that time in half and expose a test strip with both the 00 and 5 contrast filters. Now put a little chunk of paper, say 2 by 2 inches, over an important part of the image and then expose it twice, once with the 00 filter and once with the 5 filter. When you are evaluating that test strip, if the whites are too bright, add some time to the 00 filter. If the blacks are too dark, take away some time from the 5 filter. The variations are endless, and you can dodge and burn each filter separately without affecting the other. This technique really fits the mindset of a person who is used to working in Lightroom, and I hope it helps you out. Keep going, keep learning, at least that's what I tell myself as I feel like I'm at the bottom of a bell curve looking up. Sincerely, uh, Mike Kukavica, and he is on Instagram at drunk. Dark, drunk underscore darkroom. Well, thank you, Mike. That is highly technical and way above my head with uh, darkroom printing. <laughs> but hopefully, uh, that he was uh, referring to the uh, the meta uh, the uh, the uh, episode where we had John Gleason on, and uh, we had a little talk about that where they were trying to get you know uh, darkroom photos to look uh, a little bit more like what they're used to seeing uh, their digital files. But uh, I actually did some darkroom uh, printing. For the first time since 1989 in John Gregory's darkroom here in Louisville, Kentucky. John Gregory, of course, the host of the A Light in the Dark uh, Darkroom podcast. And uh, it was fun, man, uh, just making prints. I made a couple of prints and uh, with John's help because I had totally forgotten everything since 1989. So it was a real blast to kind of get in and, and do some printing again. So, But that is way over my head as far as my abilities at this point. But, <laughs> but uh, thank you so much, Mike, for the tips. And hopefully that can be helpful to somebody. Okay, uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Okay, I guess now I need to get to the 300th episode giveaway. Uh, technically, uh, the time to enter is closed. Uh, it's closed on Sunday. I'm recording this on Tuesday morning. and uh, Well, actually, late Monday night. But uh, So, yeah, you're supposed to have had your entries in. Uh, if you sneak one in on me in the next couple of days, I may be able to throw you in there. But I'm just saying, I kind of closed the, the, the time to enter this uh the 300th episode mega palooza uh love-a-thon giveaway <laughs> because i, I got to start organizing this stuff and uh you know it's uh, it's going to be a little bit of an organizational nightmare but uh, it's uh, it's going to be a blast we have probably about 60 prizes to give away uh on that episode so there's a lot of stuff to give away and let me go ahead and get to uh some of the entries and some of the nice uh, messages i've received and even more um listener prizes they want to give to other listeners so uh let's see some people that have entered uh, sam warner uh omar alvarado john rogers sean nelson from utahfilmphotography.com uh peter kassbergen uh, from the Netherlands, Anthony Rue from Florida, Michael Dodds from uh, Missouri, uh, Jack Allen. Um, so he is in, uh, he's now in California. He just recently moved there, I believe. So, um, and then uh, I guess it's uh, Igor or Igor uh, Rikovic uh, in Croatia. Uh, those are some of the entries we have. And then we have more entries 
ton more entries here where they left me notes. So I want to read read this stuff. So uh, the first one's from Constantine Lazorkin, and he is in Latvia. He says, hey guys, time flies like crazy. 200th episode was like a couple of months ago, <laughs> but 300 is right around the corner now. I usually listen to your podcast in the car on my way to work, but I recently changed my workplace and it takes me 15 minutes to get there. So it takes me around a week to finish the episode. <laughs> glad that you, yeah, glad you decided to slow down a bit this year because I could hardly catch up. Joking. <laughs> you guys are awesome. You're doing a great job. Cheers to all three of you. Have a nice day, Constantine. Well, thank you so much, Constantine, for the nice, uh, nice note there. Uh, and you're entered. Uh, next up is Peter Plana. He says, hey, Mike, my apologies. I hope this isn't too late. I meant to send my entry in earlier this weekend, but got caught up with attending the Vancouver Short Film Festival and shooting the Vancouver Chinese New Year Parade on film and digital. Please keep up the good work. I always look forward to listening to a new episode whenever it job drops. Cheers, Peter Plana. And he's in Vancouver, BC. Uh, next up is uh, William Doyle or Bill Doyle. Uh, he says, Mike, please enter me in the 300th giveaway and uh, love number 297, by the way. After you had just recently responded to an email about the show's professionalism with your own doubts of that claim, you certainly managed to prove your point by what has to be the film photography community's first live Mike urination. <laughs> so I certainly can't argue with anyone's future discussion that the negative positives is number one, literally. <laughs> Lastly, I've been thinking of a new t-shirt design for the show as follows. The front, an image of a row of APS with the line, everybody should shoot APS. On the back, the same row showing an exit hole with the line 38, 45, or 9 millimeter. They're all get the job done. <laughs> Come on now, the APS revival. It's the hottest trend in film photography. It's taking over the world by storm. Everybody knows that. Uh, in all seriousness, thank you, thank you for what you've done and continue to do for the film community, Bill. Well, thank you, Bill Doyle, for the, the nice note and you're entered. Uh, next up is, uh, hope I get this right, uh, I guess Regalado Santos, or maybe Regalado Santos. Uh, he says, hi, Mike and the gang. Sorry for the late entry. I'm quite an expert in procrastinating. Oh, that next two of us there, buddy. <laughs> so please add me to the prize Palooza extravaganza drawing for the milestone episode coming up. I also have a prize to donate. A Konica C30, actually, uh... I should have read this in the actual giveaway part. So, well, a Konica C35 uh, manual focus, autofocus, auto, autofocus, autofocus point and shoot with a 38 millimeter f2.8 hexanon lens. I'm not really sure what the MF stands for, but it works. Uh, <laughs> I handed it out at my daughter's wedding last fall to different people and to capture moments in their point of view. It made some decent photos and most importantly, recorded memories. I'm a new film shooter myself. I brought a pop, I bought a proper DSLR, Nikon D5200 in the mid 2000s and switched to the Fuji system all in about a year after the X-T1 came out. Last summer, my X-T2 kissed the pavement at Times Square while on vacation trip with my family. I was using a black rapid strap and the latch came loose, never using that strap again. I don't blame you there. Uh, I sent my X-T2 to Fuji to be repaired and quickly became bored with just my iPhone to make pictures with. I remembered a friend gifting me his mom's Canon AE-1 a couple of years prior, which just stayed in the closet. After figuring out how, how and where to get the few rows I shot to be developed, I got the scans back and was quite pleased with the results. That was 18 cameras and 103 rows ago. <laughs> nice. I think my gas has subsided for now. My latest acquisition is my Pentax 6.7. Nice. Uh, medium, uh, that's the working man's medium format camera, by the way. 
I, I love shooting this baby. I definitely favor the 120 more than 35 millimeter. Bigger film and flatter, easier to scan. I still use my X-T2 now to convert my film to, dig, to digital. After about the 40th row in, sending film out to get developed and scanned was getting too expensive, so I started developing and scanning it myself. Well, good job there. Uh, these processes were all new to me, but because the wonderful film community has given me courage and information to try. I have no one shooting film close to me that I know of. I got all my information and tutoring from social media. YouTube was number one, then podcasts. I also go to Reddit and, of course, uh, the Instagram account, at pretty underscore nifty. I wanted to thank you and your crew for the time spent doing the podcast. It is informative and entertaining. Not so much the main topics being discussed or questions being asked, but the little information that come out uh, during the discussions that has nothing to do with the main topic or question is what I find useful, if that makes sense. So many people have contributed to this community that I also want to thank. I'm glad to be a part of it. Uh, P.S. By the way, I also play guitar, most straight, mostly straight ahead jazz. Well, thank you, Reggie Santos, and he is in Texas. And um, uh, wow, very, very cool. It's nice to see that you've uh, taken control of your photography process and all that. Uh, very, very cool. And uh, uh, play guitar, another guitar player in the community. It's awesome to hear. Uh, all right, let's see here. Let's get to the next one. Uh, this is Joel Sanders. He says, please enter me in the giveaway. Love the podcast. Love the podcast. Thank you, Joel. Um, he is in, uh, looks like Oregon. Yeah. Okay, next up is, uh, let's see. Looks like, okay, David Utterson. He is in Des Moines, Iowa. You were entered in the, uh, the uh, giveaway. He says, please add me to the list of the 300th podcast. Appreciate what you are doing for the hobby, Dave. Well, thank you, Dave. Uh, okay, now we have uh, Dane Nieder. He says, hi, Mike. I'd like to thank you and your Cocoa Krispies for continuing to produce a fun and informative podcast. I'd like to throw my hat in the ring to be part of the giveaway. Dane is in Lincoln, Nebraska. Thank you, Dane. Um, next up is Paul Farrell. Uh, he says, hey, Mike, I'm still catching up on a backlog of podcasts I didn't listen to over the Christmas holidays, and I've just finished uh, list, uh, listening to your first episode with Roxana, where you ran through the prizes for the 300th episode giveaway. If you're happy to ship to the UK, I'd love to enter, although I'm also conscious that I don't want you to be massively out of pocket for this act of generosity. So if it comes to it and my name is pulled out of the hat, get in touch with me, and I'd happily pay for postage. Anyway... Uh, he is in uh, the United Kingdom, obviously. He says, take care. Thanks for the podcast. It becomes a, re a regular listen on my commute. And I'd credit it along with the Sunny 16 podcast as one of the contributing factors into me getting back into film photography as deep as I have in the last year. All the best, Paul. Well, thank you, Paul. And as far as UK listener winners, we have a lot of uh, UK listeners that are offering prizes to uh, people that, from the UK that are in the, uh, in the, um, the drawing. So uh, I'm sure that... Uh, There'll be plenty of chances for some UK folks to uh, to win some prizes. Uh, so there you go. Uh, next up is uh, John Money. And he says, Mike, I'm a diehard Negative Positives podcast fan and make it a priority to listen whenever the podcast pops up in my queue. I would like to submit my name into the 300th episode raffle. Many thanks, and I hope your knee heals quickly. Well, thank you, John. Uh, actually, I went to the doctor today and got my stitches out, so it's getting a little bit better day by day. Still a little sore, a little swollen, but uh, a couple more weeks off work, looks like, and uh, maybe I can get back up and into my normal life. But uh, thanks for asking. Uh, 
and thanks for the nice note. Uh, next up is James Green. He's in New Haven, Indiana. He says, love your show. Just started shooting film again for the first time in 16 years and having a blast. So happy to find a great podcast about film. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, James. And uh, hey, check out all the other film podcasts that are out there. Uh, there's a lot of good ones uh, that are probably a lot more informative or at least smarter than we are. <laughs> so, uh, next up is Mario Piper. Uh, hi, I'm entering the giveaway. Looking forward to hearing the episode. He is in Randolph, Vermont. And then we have Kelly Bryant. Hi, Mike. Love the podcast. Look forward to them every week. Please enter me in your giveaway. He is in Rock Island, Illinois. Illinois. Kelly Bryant. Then we have Logan Christian. He says, hi, Mike. Thanks for all you do with the podcast. Please enter me in the giveaway. Hope you're all healed up and back on your feet soon. Well, thank you, Logan. He is in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, let's see, next up, Cameron George. Hey guys, longtime listener of the podcast. I've been shooting film for about a year now, and your podcast has been a special part of my photographic journey. I can always count on Mike and Andre to make me laugh on my commute to work. Well, thank you. And Roxana is certainly a great addition to the team. Anyways, below is the information needed for me to enter the giveaway. Uh, Cameron George, he is in, uh, looks like, uh, California. Okay. And next up is uh, Morgan Messner. He says, hey gang, Morgan Messner here. I've been shooting film for about two years now and listening to your podcast for about one. A year ago, I discovered the film photography podcast genre and can honestly say I've listened to all of the uh, major shows out there. I want to take this opportunity to thank Mike and Andre for doing the show and shining a light on this hobby we all love. Glad to have Roxana on the show as well. Not to wave the feminist flag, but it's nice to have some female representation within the film community. Hearing about her creative endeavors and all that she does with her school kids in regards to film photography and the GSA is truly inspiring. Big shout out to her. Moreover, I want to also thank you guys for playing in the background while I wrote my 107-page senior thesis this past semester as part of my capstone requirement for my bachelor's degree. Thank you for keeping me sane at 3 a.m. and providing me with laughs along the way. Much love, Morgan Messner in Pico Rivera, California. Well, thank you, Morgan. That's very awesome. Uh, I don't, I don't, it seems like we would be just distracting when you're trying to write a paper and, and all that. And yeah, Roxanne is doing great work with, uh, with the kids. Uh, so uh, uh, thank you for acknowledging uh, her... her uh, her uh, excellent work she's doing. Uh, okay, next up is Kenneth Taylor. He says, I'd love to be part of the drawing. Thank you for an awesome podcast and reposting my images periodically. It means a lot. Could you write some music for the various film photography photo walk videos on YouTube? They all use the same music. <laughs> Thanks, Kenneth Taylor. Well, if any of the podcasters or uh, YouTubers out there want to borrow some of my music, I'd gladly lend it to them. I'm not making any money at this shit anyway. So, <laughs> But Kenneth is in uh, Hatboro, uh, Pennsylvania. Okay, next up is uh, Jeff Marochi. He says, here's my official entry into the big 300th episode uh, Prize of Palooza giveaway. I'm feeling lucky this time around and the sweet in this pot. Here's a dad joke I found. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, it says, me, see, uh, to prove I'm not some boring house dad, I got a tattoo. Her. Oh, cool. It's uh, me. It's my thermos from work. Huh. <laughs> Her. Well, uh, the line work is certainly <laughs> me. Don't touch the thermostat. Don't touch the thermostat. Get it? <laughs> All right. And Jeff is in, uh, uh, he is in uh, Dingman's Ferry, Pennsylvania. Well, thank you, Jeff. For, uh, I always love, a, always love a good dad joke. So. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice. Okay, next up is uh, Paul O'Connor. Hi, Mike and all. Love the podcast. I listen to it on my trips to work and when uh, developing some rows. Keep up the good work and hello from Ireland. Paul O'Connor in Ireland. Thank you, Paul. 
Next up is uh, Tim Massey. Happy 300th episode, Mike, Andre, and Roxana. He is in, oh, wow, Nishkayuna, New York. All right, thank you. Uh, next up is Mr. Stephen Ray. <laughs> and uh, let's see, he says, um, Hey, Mr. Gutterman, here's my entry for the NPFPP 300th uh, show, Prazapalooza show. I will, of course, pay my own shipping to Kiwiland. And he gives me his address. Of course, uh, Stephen Ray is everyone's favorite Kiwi in New Zealand. He says, now the main prize I'm after is your package. <laughs> I've always wanted your zine and some MPFPP stickers. So don't rig it, but I better win your package. I can't wait to get my hands on your sack of goodness. <laughs> okay. I remember when I first discovered your podcast, I'd just come back from America and started my truck up at 3 a.m. While I was warming it up, I did a quick search for film photography related podcasts and yours came up. It was way back when you did podcasts practically daily and you were <laughs> nearly always half cut. <laughs> it was love at first listen. I even had a copy of your famous deleted drunken episode till I changed phones. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you lost that episode. <laughs> that one needs to never, never, never see the light of day again. Says I've loved the uh, the community you've created, and even though I wasn't around much last year, I still checked in on it. I've had the pleasure to meet a couple of members over the last couple of years, Mr. Matt Melcher and Theo Panagopoulos. Uh, both are great guys, and I had fun with them. They're actually the only two film photographers I've ever met. Your shout out in November really made me realize what's been missing from my year, and I'm back. Although I've never, uh, I never even think of myself as a creative person and artist. I've really been uh, enjoyed creating and experimenting again. So maybe this fat old trucker really is uh, creative after all. Lastly, if there are any other Kiwis out there that are interested in a negative positive film photography podcast meetup here in New Zealand, let's get together. We can have a photo walk or a coffee, beer or bourbon, and talk about what we love. And of course, it will involve smack talking Mr. Gutterman and his, <laughs> his son Andre Dominguez. <laughs> He says, shit, how do I squeeze Roxana into this Gutterman family? Maybe she can be the nutty sister of Mike. <laughs> At the beginning of August, I'm coming to uh, America again to drive Route 66 and would love to see if we can coordinate a meetup, even if it's for a few beers. Thanks so much for what you do and your, <laughs> for what you and your son have created. And I know your crazy sister is going to improve things a lot. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Kiwi, the original Steve Ray. <laughs> well, thank you, Stephen Ray. Uh, always, <laughs> always a good time hearing from you. <laughs> and he's the one that started all this weird family stuff with uh, <laughs> with uh, uh, Roxana and I, but uh, and and Andre. So, uh, uh, but he is also the originator of the of the face cast on the on the Facebook group. He's the one that kind of started that trend. So. Uh, very nice. Uh, also, oh, he says something else here. P.S. After listening to today's show, I thought I needed to listen to the 200th show, uh, number shoot, number 200 show again. I'm left with one warning for the 300th show. <laughs> if your son uses the words, of, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just going to finish this drink, then explain. Cut him off and go straight to his aunt. Haha, <laughs> 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 read that out too. Cheers, Steve. Well, thank you, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll see if uh, Andre goes on another long uh, uh, drunken rant in episode 300 like he did in 200. So it uh, should be interesting. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, Alex Morrison. He says, uh, let's see. Hey, Mike and team, uh, could you enter me in the 300th episode giveaway, please? You've inspired me to pick up my old cameras again. And I now have a Serto 6 folder on its way to me so I can get back into medium format and an Intrepid MK4. 
adding to my modern uh, Voigtlander Bessa R2M and a thoroughly incomplete understanding of the Sunny 16 rule. I'm working through the back catalog uh, of the podcast as well as listening to the new episodes. Like I said, they've inspired me to get back into film photography. And I can see myself being into uh, C41 and E6 processing this year as well. Well, thank you very much, Alex. And it's good. Yeah, definitely get into the processing, man. It's uh, It'll save you a lot of money. And it's, it's fun. That's the main thing. So, uh, uh, And you kind of feel like you're more in control of your photography, which is something uh, I think we can... Uh, it's always a good thing. And he is in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. Uh, next up is uh, Bernardo, Bernardo Sousa or Sousa. It might be Sousa. I'm not I'm such sure. Bernardo, hopefully I got that right. Uh, he is in Portugal. He says... Uh, uh, I'm Bernard and would like to enter the 300th episode giveaway. I'm a freshman to film photography about a year, but totally into it. Uh, hoping to make my first home developing next week. Looking forward to more negative positives podcast. Uh, and he is in, uh, like I said, uh, Portugal and, uh, yeah, uh, awesome. Well, uh, welcome to film photography and glad <laughs> and definitely uh, good luck on the home developing. Hopefully that turned out uh, quite well and you get the bug of uh, taking control of your photography there. So very cool. All right, next up is Andrew Reynolds. He says, folks, I just wanted to say thanks for putting out a great podcast with the community to match. The more I listen, the more I feel engaged and inspired to try new things, including participating in Dan Novak's 135mm zine project this past year. Mike, a road trip to your part of my world is on my bucket list. If I ever do make it to Louisville, drinks are on me. All the best. Andrew Reynolds, and he is in New, Brun- New Brunswick, Canada. He also says, P.S., I'm, an, I'm also a happy Ford owner. I love my F-150. Well, thank you for buying uh, Ford. Uh, you know, quality is job one. Built Ford tough. And, uh, <laughs> and yes, if you come to Louisville, I'll let you buy one round, but the second round's on me, brother. So uh, there we go. Okay, uh, next up is Frederick Carl. He says, hi, everyone. Please, oh, please enter me in the 300th episode giveaway. I don't win anything ever. Please, oh, please, from the land of the Jersey Devil. Oh, actually, this isn't Frederick Carl. This is, uh, this is Betsy Carl. Uh, I guess he, she was using her husband's uh, email account, and she's in Waterford, New Jersey. Yeah, the land of the Jersey Devil. So, yeah, Betsy's been on the show as a guest, and uh, uh, very nice to hear from you, Betsy. And, uh, uh, well, maybe you'll, maybe you'll be the big winner. Uh, maybe this is your lucky year, Betsy. Uh, always good to hear from you, and thank you. Okay, uh, next up is Chris Velez. Uh, he says, Hi, Mike. Thank you for all your work in bringing and keeping the film community together. Look forward to tuning into the show in this new decade. Cheers, and please add me to the giveaway drawing. Chris Velez, I guess it is. Uh, he's in State College, Pennsylvania. Uh, hope I win something, he says. Regards, Chris V. Well, hope you do too, Chris. We have a lot of prizes to give away. So the odds are odds are pretty favorable, I guess, right? I don't know. I don't know how many entries we have, actually. So, uh, okay. Next up is Sarah Amarim. Hopefully I got that right. Uh, she uh, says, hello. I really enjoy listening to your podcast. I just got started on film photography a few months ago, but I'm loving it so far. It gave me a different perspective over photography. And she is in Portugal. Well, thank you, Sarah. Very cool. And welcome to film photography. It's awesome. Next up is, uh, oh wow, this is Dominic uh, Chiuciolo. Uh, hopefully I got that right. I'm betting I didn't. <laughs> uh, hey Mike, first off, congrats on the 300th episode. I love the show and all you guys do. Thanks for all your work. I also want to thank you uh, for your contribution to my gas problem. My shelves are, are getting pretty bloated, but I'm staying positive. <laughs> Keep clicking and take care, Dominic. And uh, in Manorville, New York. Well, thank you very much. And sorry for the gas. It happens, right? Uh, 
Aaron, uh, next up is Aaron Percival. Hey, Mike, started listening to the podcast somewhere around episode 200 and it quickly, quickly became one of my favorites. Keep them coming. Well, thank you, Aaron. Uh, only recently joined the Facebook group and I'm now seeing how wonderful the community is there and all the knowledge f- uh, fellow listeners have to help me along my film journey. All the best, Aaron. And he is in Ottawa, Canada. Well, thank you, uh, Aaron. And uh, yeah, the Facebook group is awesome. Uh, if, folks, if you're not on there, you're kind of missing out on uh, some really cool people in the community. So... Okay, next up is Christian Hillen. He says, hi guys, I'd like to join in on the raffle for the 200th show, with the obvious caveat being that I'm in the Netherlands. Shipping anything out here would be interesting and probably make customs very happy. That being said, you did mention something about taking a separate international pool, so here's my entry into it. Just ship me a small bag of those bourbon suck... (laughs) Bourbon-soaked nuts. Greets uh, Christian Hillen in the Netherlands. Well, we do have some some uh, surprises for people uh, in uh, various locations, so uh, there's always a, always a chance. We have some uh, some UK prizes and some Europe prizes, and uh, so yeah, it looks like uh, we're going to try to get, get most of the world covered as best we can. Uh, but thank you, Christian. Very cool. Uh, next up is Junior Wyatt. Hey, hey, throw me in for the 300th uh, giveaway if I'm not too late. Been busy, laugh out loud. Anyways, Mike, speedy recovery with your knee. Thank you, Junior. Uh, take it easy and heal. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do. I know the two weeks off work looks like. so. <laughs> uh, and he is in Rockford, Illinois. Well, thank you, Junior. Always good to hear from you. Okay, next up, Dell Willits. Greetings, Mighty Mike and the Gutter Minions. <laughs> Has it really been another 100 episodes already? Don't know how Andre stayed awake long enough. <laughs> Anywho, please put me, uh, put my name in the super duper mega whopper Prazapalooza. Palooza, Palooza, Palooza. <laughs> Keep up the great work, Del Willits, and he is in West Midlands, UK. All right, next up is George Larkins. Uh, Mike, Andre, and Roxana, congratulations on the big 300th episode of the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast. The guests, film camera reviews, and general discussions are always a pleasure to listen to. Uh, looking forward to your continued success, and please enter me in the Film Apalooza giveaway, George L- Larkins in Royal Oak, Michigan. All right, thank you, George. Very cool. Uh, next up is Antonio Fideli. Uh, ciao Mike this is Antonio writing from Italy I really hope you're doing well with your knee I went through a small but annoying surgery myself in October and had to be home uh, for the whole month of November I'm excited to join the mega giveaway although I'm in Italy I assume it's easier I give you my in-laws address in Washington State very cool he's giving me a a Washington State uh, address Uh, thank you Antonio and you're entered and yeah uh, knee surgeries knee problems uh, you don't realize how much you use your knee until it's hurt and and you use your knees a lot, folks. <laughs> All right. Next up is Andrew Criswell. He says, hi, guys. I'm feeling lucky this year. If I win big time or even small time, I don't want to collect. Thailand is too expensive for postage. Just let me know if I win and shake the box again for someone living locally. One caveat, if it happens to be a Leica, I'll keep it. <laughs> I don't think we're giving away any Leicas. Uh, got some good prizes, but nothing quite like Leica. But, uh... Andrew Criswell in Thailand. Well, uh, we'll see, Andrew. I, th- I don't know if we have some prizes for that area of the world. Uh, we'll, we'll see what, what, what we can work out there. Uh, okay, next up is uh, Brian Hager. Uh, he says, hi, Mike. Congrats on your upcoming 300th episode. Looking forward to the new format. I always enjoy listening. And uh, he is in Easton, Pennsylvania. Thank you, Brian. Uh, next up is uh, Leon- Le- Leonid Nikishin. And he, uh, he does the, uh, what is it, the 12 Rows of Film uh, podcast. Uh, hey, negative positives gang. Uh, here comes my entry to the 300th episode, uh, Love-a-thon. Uh, 
Leo Nikishin, and he is in the Netherlands. Can't wait for the 300th episode. It's going to be such a blast by the look of things so far. Keep up the fantastic, fantastic work you're doing in the uh, film community, and all the best for 2020. Best wishes, Leo. Well, thank you, Leo. And his podcast is awesome. You should check that out. So what is it? Is, uh, let me make sure that's right here. We'll make sure I got the, the name right on that uh, podcast. Um, I should know this. I listened to it. Um, 10 rows of film. I said 12. Yeah, it's 10 rows of film. Sorry about that, Leo. Yeah, check out his, uh, his podcast. Very, very good. Um, all right. And uh, Leo, get some more podcasts out there, man. I'm going to be back at work in two weeks. I'm going to need something to listen to. So... All right, next up is Lawrence uh, Niebuhr, uh, or maybe it's Neber, probably Neber, Lawrence Neber. Uh, he says, wish I'd heard about this before you announced submission deadline uh, of 26th of January. I have some collectibles I would like to offer as prizes. Uh, I don't know what my location in Bangkok, Thailand poses as a hindrance, but I'd still like to try for the next time. In the meantime, Larry Neber. And he is in Thailand. Uh, he says, uh, P.S., uh, he says, thanks in advance. I'm a newcomer, newcomer and really enjoy your site. Well, thank you, uh, Larry. Uh, he says, oh, P.S. I had a pretty bad fall through a subfloor on a construction site, which resulted in a bad tear in my right meniscus. Took me forever to get VA to approve the need for surgery. They had MRI, but no uh, operators at the time. Long and short of it, they performed an arthroscopy with dyes, which was 10 times worse than injuries in terms of pain, but, but finally recommended surgery. The fortunate result was that the Westwood VA hospital partnered with the UCLA Medical Center in Los Angeles, and one of their top sports doctors, UCLA's, performed my sur- the, the surgery on my knee. I had a little swelling for a couple weeks and went back to work, self-employed cabinet maker at the time, in two days with little pain. I drove myself home from the hospital the afternoon of the surgery and dispensed with crutches that evening. The doctor assured me that I couldn't hurt my knee with normal activity. I went from constant swelling and intermittent pain as, uh, to the knee as strong as uh, original in two weeks' time. Granted, we all heal differently from different ailments, but I felt like a new man as a result of the surgery. I'm 71 years of age and I've never had a problem with that knee or the other. Touch wood in almost 35 years. I wish you the same luck with a speedy recovery. Well, thank you, Lawrence. Uh, yeah, uh, the doctor was going to try to put me off for like four weeks more work, but it's kind of the knee's slowly getting better each day. So I was like, let's go for two weeks because I need to get back to work pretty soon. Uh, this, uh, I need I need some money. So, uh, uh, but hopefully I, I heal as fast as you did and as, and as well as you did because I would really like to get this knee in tip top shape again. So I can, so I can exercise for one thing. I'm putting on weight, folks. Uh, all this sitting around on this bum knee is, uh, is I'm, gutter man's uh, yeah, been packing on a couple of pounds. I don't like it, but uh, so. All right, next up, uh, Tony Ching. Uh, he says, uh, let's see here. Hi, Mike, Andre, and Roxana. Great podcast, informative, educational, most of all, funny and entertaining. Keep up the good work, uh, Tony Ching. And he is in uh, uh, the UK. Thank you, Tony. And then we have Aaron Alfano, Mike, uh, Roxana, Mike, and Andre. Early congratulations on your upcoming 300th episode. Thanks for all you do for the film community. Uh, submitting my entry for the giveaway. And he is in Sarasota, Florida. He says, also, I was listening to episode 296, and you read an entry from Jess Hobbs of Montreal, Canada. I wanted to give Jess a shout-out. She didn't mention it in her entry, but she has a great film photography YouTube channel. Uh, and so, uh, thanks again, and best regards, Aaron Alfano. Well, I actually did reach out to Jess Hobbs, because you're like the second person that told me to reach her uh, about getting on the show. So, I planned on getting her on in the near future. Uh, I've had like several people mention her as a good uh, potential guest for this podcast. So uh, me and uh, Je- or Jess and I have had a little bit of conversation through direct messaging. And it looks like we're going to try to get her on in the very near future because uh, I've already had like two recommendations for her. So very cool. Uh, I haven't checked out her YouTube channel yet, but people really seem to like it. So uh, yeah, I'm going to have to look, look into that. 
Okay, next up is uh, Tanner Gooding. He says, uh, hey y'all, I'd love to be entered in the giveaway. Keep up the great work. P.S. I'm a fellow Pentax 6.7 shooter. Nice. Pentax 6.7 shooters coming out of the woodworks here. It is the, uh, the working man's medium format camera. And he is in Montreal, Canada. Okay, that was a lot. Uh, and I still haven't even got to uh, the people that have sent entries in or also giving away prizes. So uh, I need to... Uh, I'll take a little break here and uh, and get that organized. So uh, uh, we'll take a break and I'll be right back, folks. All right, folks, we're back from the break. And the first thing I want to get to, these are going to be like uh, people that are listeners that are giving away prizes to other listeners for the 300th episode giveaway. Super awesome. And the first one I want to get out is Jess Lance. He sent me a, uh, he's already entered in the giveaway, but sent me a direct message saying, if I'm not too late, I'd like to donate a Mamiya 645 with an 80 millimeter lens and prism finder to the 300th giveaway. I already have two of these in kits and will never need a third. Congrats on being the Sunny 16's Shoot Film and Be Nice Award for 2019. You deserve this for what you do for the film community and for all of us at the Facebook group. Well, thank you so much, Jess. What an awesome prize. A Mamiya 645 with an 80 millimeter lens. That's a, a medium format kit for somebody. Unbelievable prize. And thanks, Jess, for the... Uh, the uh, congrats on the Sunny 16 uh, Shoot Film and Be Nice Award. That's something I want to talk about in the last segment of the show. But it was uh, super uh, honored to, to win that. And, uh, uh, and thank you for that. And thank you for that. What an amazing prize. Uh, okay, uh, let's get to some of these others. Uh, Malcolm Myers says, Hi, Mike, Andre, Roxana, please put me in the hat for the prize giveaway. In addition, I'd like to give a prize to a UK or EU listener of a $10 or a 10 pound, I guess, uh, gift voucher at Analog Wonderland in the UK. Uh, and he is obviously in the UK. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, Malcolm. Uh, a little uh, $10 uh, gift voucher to, uh, or 10 pound, sorry. <laughs> the American is coming out of me. Uh, to Analog Wonder Wonderland. Uh, that's a very cool place to support anyway. So, uh, next up is Mr. Bill Thu. I've been in conversation with about getting him on the show. Uh, Bill, we still need to work something out to get you on here. But uh, uh, he says, uh, hi, Roxana, Mike, and Andre. Can I please enter the draw? Well, of course you can, Bill. Uh, I can also offer a $25 gift card from Watkins House of Film for an Australian or New Zealand winner. Uh, I will organize it after the winner is drawn. And finally, happy uh, Chinese New Year for Saturday and happy Australia Day for Sunday. Bill Thude. Well, thank you, Bill. Very, very cool. $25 gift card from Watkins House of Film for an Australian or New Zealand winner. So that's a big help because uh, I don't really have uh, very many prizes to give that way out uh, and that because it's really expensive to ship from the usa to there so uh that's very awesome uh next up uh john gregory who i mentioned earlier from a, a light in the dark podcast uh fellow louisvillian he says mike here's my official entry to the 300th episode praza palooza also once again i have a fabulous watson bulk lo- bulk film loader to give away this year to someone in the usa or canada uh, I will also be asked, adding a special surprise yet to be determined, uh, Mr. John Gregory. And uh, so, yeah, very cool. I had a good time with John Gregory in the dark room uh, a couple of nights ago. 
and uh, he actually sent me home with some some venison some deer meat and uh, and we actually so we had for supper tonight at the gutterman estate so uh thank you john you provided my family with supper tonight so <laughs> very cool okay next up is alistair uh dougal did i get that right is it dougal or dougal uh, alistair i should know this because i've heard you on mentioned on uh, it must be Dougal <laughs> so uh, on other uh, Sunny 16 podcasts and such okay he says hi Mike just a quick note to say that I like the electronic interludes which reminds me of early Kraftwerk or maybe Tone Float which was the band before Kraftwerk uh, search them on YouTube another quick one about the giveaways the pad of death in the Yashiko Electro 35 is not related to the battery the battery is easy to fix and if the winner needs advice I would be happy to help yeah we have one of our prizes as a Yashiko Electro 35 so uh, thank you Alistair for offering for some help there uh finally i've been impressed by the generosity of the listeners the listeners are awesome so i'll be happy to give a print to three members anywhere in the world they will be different images only thing is it will be matt murray selecting the image and i will make make him help me uh print them in the in my dark room this will be a surprise to him but he can get over it <laughs> i love it uh matt murray from the matt loves cameras podcast so so can this be my entry to the giveaway details uh to uh, to be sent because I'm in the middle of a move. Uh, thank you, Alistair. Uh, yeah, so very cool. He's going to send a, a print to three different members anywhere in the world. So thank you very much. And uh, yeah, thanks for enjoying the electronic interludes. It's definitely a, a change of pace of the kind of music I normally make, but it's been fun. So it's been been a, a weird experiment, but uh, uh, people uh, love it or hate it, I guess. So. <laughs> All right. Next up is uh, Jake Rose. Uh, he says, uh, just emailing to let you know I'd love to donate a Fuji Discovery point-and-shoot, a few rows of film, and potentially a print, if that's of interest. Well, obviously it's of interest. Jake, of course. And Jake is in Canada. He's in the uh, the giveaway now and uh, offering a, a Fuji Discovery point-and-shoot. I think my wife had one of those when we first started dating, actually. And uh, uh, I don't know where that camera went. But, uh, yeah, so uh, very cool. Thank you, Jake. Okay, next up, Ken Bertram. He says... Um, uh, let's see. He oh, he's giving away. I actually, I think I mentioned this on a on an episode a long time ago, uh, but I want to get this back out here if I can find my prize sheets because he's Ken is giving away such cool stuff. Uh, he's giving away like three prizes: uh, a Minolta Maxim Five with Minolta 28 to 100 lens, a Minolta 600 SI with an 80 to 200 4.5 Maxim AF lens and 28 to 80 Minolta AF lens and a Minolta Maxim uh, 3XL snapshot camera uh, with a 38 to 80 zoom lens. So I wanted to make sure I got that back out there because I think I mentioned that a long time ago. Uh, but thank you, Ken. So, uh, so awesome uh, that um, that he's, uh, yeah, uh, giving such cool prizes away. Very, very generous. Uh, next up is Carl Bailey, and he says he's going to contribute an A3 print to the prize, and he is in the UK. So thank you, Carl. A print from Carl Bailey. Very cool. Uh, next up is Angela Solis. And she says, Hi, Mike, Andre, and Roxana. Congratulations to Negative Positives Podcast upcoming 300th episode. I'll pass on having my name put on the hat for the draw. Very, very cool. Uh, but I would but would like to donate a prize. Wow, look at that. How, 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 how selfless or selfless not selfish or is that i don't know uh, i'm providing a 35 millimeter goodie bag i don't mind shipping either locally in canada or internationally just let me know feel better soon uh angela solis and she's in toronto ontario ontario um so very very cool um uh, yeah and uh thank you angela 
Okay, uh, next up is Nigel Cliff. He says, hi, Mike. Take this as my entry to the 300th episode giveaway, which uh, coincidentally uh, coincides with me shooting my 300th uh, match for my football soccer to you team. <laughs> also, I'd like to give away a yet undecided point and shoot to someone in the UK. So, uh, Nigel Cliff to a UK listener, a uh, point and shoot camera. Very, very cool. Thank you, Nigel. Uh, Alex Morrison. Mike, I was listening to the last podcast. It really inspired about how many of the listeners are giving away items as part of the 300 event. I don't know if you will want to offer this as this as it is entirely digital, but I'm happy to send any winner a print from my website, uh, which is uh, www.alexmorrison.smugmug.com, uh, up to 8x10. Uh, I completely understand if you don't want to offer this, uh, there will be analog derived prints available for episode 400. <laughs> well, obviously we want this, uh, Alex. So you, uh, our lucky winner will get eight, eight by 10 from Alex from his website. So very cool. Thank you, sir. Uh, next up is Frederick Carl. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's again, it's Betsy Carl using, I guess her husband's email address, Betsy Carl. <laughs> that one tricked me twice on this episode, Betsy. Uh, and she says uh, on my second email, uh, dash regarding the 300th episode giveaway a lightly used paperback of Ansel Adams book The Camera I had bought it a year or so ago on Amazon and for Christmas my husband gave me another one so I'll keep the one my darling gave to me and offer up uh, let's see uh, let's see offer up a lightly uh, looks like I think there's some typo here uh uh, offer up a lightly used one with a roll that's it uh, so, so I'll offer up the lightly used one with a roll or two of film so basically uh, Ansel Adams booked the camera and a roll or two of film thank you Betsy uh, very very uh, very very cool and she's already entered in the giveaway but she's also given something away to another listener uh, I mean, folks how, how cool is that and Betsy was obviously a past uh, guest on the uh, on this uh, on this uh, very podcast so always good to hear from Betsy okay next up is uh, Rob Handel Hi, Mike. Following up on my Facebook message offering something for the 300th episode giveaway, I'll put together a care package that includes the following. I'm picking up more stuff tomorrow, so I may throw in some extras if there's applicable glassware in that hall. But at least there will be... Listen to this. This is really cool if you're into developing or wanting to get into developing. He's going to give a 1,000mm volumetric flask, a 500mm volumetric flask, a uh, actually two of those, two 100mm volumetric flask, one graduated cylinder, and two Erlenmeyer flask. Um, so there, uh, some really cool like uh, glass uh, measuring uh you know, flask and cylinders and all that stuff to get your home developing groove on. So very cool. That's a that's a unique prize. Uh, never uh, that that's out of the blue. So thank you, Rob. Very very cool. Okay, next up is Mike Kukavica. He says, "Hello, negative positives gang. I hope it's not too late to offer an item for the great big episode 300 giveaway. Uh, I, if possible, I humbly offer this print, which I'd be happy." Uh, let's see. Actually, my printer messed up there. Uh, he said, "This is the photo is one of the most beautiful aircraft in existence, the Lockheed Model 12. I saw this at an air show in Rome, Georgia, back in October. The print uh, will be 5x7 Ilford Art 300 paper, developed in Ilford Warm Tone Developer, and toned with selenium for archival quality. Whatever skill I have and all my heart went into making it, I hope that whoever receives it will get a little pleasure from it. Thank you for all you do in supporting uh, the community. Mike Kukavica. So uh, a darker print on 5x7 Ilford Art 300 paper of this uh, amazing, oops, sorry, hit my mic, uh, amazing Lockheed Model 12 aircraft. Uh, very cool. Thank you, Mike. Next up is Adrian Doyle. Congrats and thanks for all the stories so far. Can you enter me in the giveaway draw? And can you also put me down as giving some away? Not sure what, but I'll come up with something fun. Adrian Doyle. <laughs> well, thank you, Adrian. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, don't know, I guess so we'd call that a mystery package. Uh, 
from from Mr. Adrian Doyle. So uh, very cool. We always like the mystery packages, right? And next up, Robert Brown. He says, uh, let's see. Congratulations on your dear Roxana and other two hosts. <laughs> Congratulations on your podcasting coup. Uh, the overthrow of the existing regime was long overdue. However, as long as they are still around, as you approach your 300th episode Prazapalooza show, I feel like you sh I should warn you that I've heard rumors that a lot of box shaking goes on and you should keep your distance and your eyes and ears open and even consider a chaperone for the big show. <laughs> yeah, I guess he, I guess he's wanting Roxana to take over everything. So I, I get it. I get it. I, I, I know. I know where I'm outclassed. Uh, okay, he, can say, he continues. All kidding aside, uh, as returning 200th episode winner, please enroll me in the event. Also, I would like to offer a prize of a handmade platinum palladium print of the winner's choosing from my website, as well as to offer uh, to print the. Uh, print for the winner a uh, platinum palladium print of one of their negatives or scans both will be 11 by 14 in size and matted to 16 by 20 oh and i have some extra rows of expired ilford pan 25 that i'll toss in the bag as well cheers and looking forward to the podcast in 2020 and many more shows to come bobby brown which is robert brown uh, uh so thank you uh bobby brown robert brown <laughs> and uh wow how cool is that you get a, a platinum palladium print from him and also he's going to print one of your photos uh for you and and that in that process so uh very very cool what a unique kind of cool prize there he's in sonoma california uh let's see oh he also says i hope your knee is better p.s i was thinking i could get over my reluctance to be on the other side of the camera and do a face cast of my print process of the winner's negative and post to the group well that'd be very cool yeah i'd like to see that so yeah we always want more face cast folks on the facebook group it's uh it's always good to see uh, some videos and the people behind uh the names that we see pop up on the group so much so okay next up we have um Ian Turpin, he says, hi, Mike, Andre, and Roxana, long-time listener, but no Facebook. We do exist. <laughs> Just wanted to say congratulations on 300 episodes. Uh, would love to help you celebrate and give away some film to someone in the EU, UK, to save your postal costs. I'm sure all these volunteers are giving you a headache. <laughs> no, not a headache at all. This is a this is much much a labor of love. This, 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 uh, these uh, 100-episode events... Uh, or always just blow me away just uh, what people are doing. So it's uh, just very cool. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, cheers and all the best for 2020, Ian Turpin. So definitely uh, some film to someone in the EU, UK. Thank you, Ian. Next up is Stanley Phillips. Uh, he is giving away, he says, I'm giving away five rows of expired Fuji Superior 1600. And he's in Napa, California. Uh, I think actually Dave Mahali and maybe, was it Junior Wyatt? Won some film from him for like, I think it was a jad, the dad joke contest. And uh, I know that uh, Dave Mahali, the old camera guy on YouTube, I think did a, uh, a video using the film he won from Stanley Phillips' Fuji expired uh, Superior 1600 and got really good results out of it. So uh, apparently uh, a very, very good, uh, cool film to, to shoot. So thank you, Stanley. Uh, who's also been on this podcast as a guest. So uh, next up is Bill Donovan, Gutterman. For the 300th episode giveaway, I'll donate five rows of 35 millimeter film. I have two rows of FPP 50D, one row of Seattle Filmworks 400 speed color film, one row of Kodak Tri-X 400, and one row of Kodak Max 400. Uh, call it a five row assortment of expired films. I will also donate uh, three rows of 120 film. Uh, Let's see, I have two rows of Fuji Velvia and a row of Ilford Delta 100. They are still fresh. I listen to the podcast regularly and enjoy them immensely. 
uh, and he offered to chauffeur me to the to Nashville, uh, and uh, which I ended up not making. But thanks, Bill, for the sentiment. And he said, "Also, keep up the good work. Uh, thank you for offering that." Uh, the knee was just not ready to do Nashville. Uh, I was very sorry I missed out on that, but thanks for the offer to to get me a ride down there. That was very uh, very generous of you. And uh, we'll meet at some point, Bill. We gotta we gotta make that happen. I know we we, we don't live that far from each other, so. Okay, next up is, uh, let's see, this is, uh, I guess it's Doc, yeah, where is it, uh, Doc Karsten? <laughs> oh, no, is it uh, Karsten Doc, okay, he's going to tell me how to pronounce this. Let me, let me just, just start with the email. Uh, dear ladies and gents, Roxana, Mike, and Andre, notice how Roxana keeps getting first billing and all these things. Eh, I'm seeing a trend here. I was just listening to episode 296 when Mike already answered the question of what to do if I wanted to donate something to the giveaway. There's this Olympus point-and-shoot zoom that I do not use. It even comes with a nice padded bag and the original manual. I'll look up the model name when I get home. So I'll hold on to it and send it on to whoever won it in episode 300. Uh, if you could limit that to the continuous U.S., I'd appreciate that. I sure will. Uh, to enter, here's my data. Anyway, it's Karsten Doc uh, Deutschmann. I think I got it right. He actually says, Mike, try and pronounce it Deutschmann. <laughs> it won't be worse than the names you've already butchered in episode 296. That's a good point. Uh, Karsten Doc Deutschmann. Uh, I think I got that right. Um, Thanks for all your effort, time, and personality you and your guests are putting into the show. You're doing a great job, and the results are literally priceless. Well, thank you. Uh, keep up the excellent work. I promise along with the, uh, with the very active part of your listenership, there are also plenty of people who just uh, silently enjoy what you're doing, like I do most of the time. Well, that's very awesome to hear. Uh, thanks again, and remind me of telling you the exact model of that camera if you don't hear from me. That, that's all right. We basically know it's a, it's an Olympus point-and-shoot zoom, which is always, they're always good cameras. So uh, he says, I'll throw in a roll of color negative film with it. The new owner will just need batteries, two CR123s, if I remember correctly. Regards, Doc. Well, thank you, Doc, for the nice note and uh, for donating Olympus Zoom point-and-shoot camera to the listeners. So, uh, very, very cool. Uh, next up is Ian Christie. He says, hi, Mike, uh, Andre, and Roxana. I would love to be entered in the giveaway. And he is in uh, Ontario, Canada. He says, uh, I would like to give away... Also, I'd like to give away a small prize as well. I will send a listener uh, four 8x10 and two 4x6 prints. They can choose which photos from a selection from a selection that they would like, Ian. So, wow, you get like, uh, looks like uh, six six prints uh, from Ian from uh, uh, his work. So you can check that out and it looks like pick, pick, pick what you want. So very, very cool. Uh, and the last one I had, no, that's not the last one. I got one, uh, two more. Uh, Sherry Christensen, uh, of course, the Embrace the Brain, <laughs> Embrace the Brain, <laughs> Embrace the Grain podcast. She says, hey, negative positive gang. Somehow I missed the post about the 300 show. Okay, I've missed a lot lately lately but never but better late than never right so i'm giving away a zine eight by ten print and some stickers wait there's more a couple rows of film from the famous fridge in my garage and a nikon n60 camera body very very cool don't forget to enter me in the draw too i would never forget you to enter you sherry you were in uh so yeah sherry christensen wow that's a, that's, that's that's very cool a zine eight by ten print stickers uh some rows of film and a nikon n60 camera body uh, how can you beat that? Uh, thank you, Sherry. And last up, I have, let's see, what was it here? Somebody, oh, Jeremy Zorns. Uh, he is giving away a USA-made Tam, this was a Tamrock case. I think I have one of those somewhere. Uh, a size for an 80s point-and-shoot and a roll of Ilford Pan F from Jeremy Zorns. And he's uh, he's been very, very active on the Facebook group in the recent months, and that's very cool to, uh, to see him uh, uh 
around there a lot. And uh, thank you, Jeremy, for a prize giveaway of a, a nice little USA-made uh, Tamrat case. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's quality you know, <laughs> for an 80s uh, point-and-shoot camera and a roll of Ilford Pan F. Okay, I think that's uh, I think that's it. I think I got through it. And um, if I missed anybody, trust me, I have it. I just uh, you know, I'm a little disorganized, but I've, I've got all your emails. I've written everything down. Uh, if I failed to mention your name, trust me, it's 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 there. I've got it. And uh, <laughs> I just uh, I'm just trying trying to stay organized best I can. But I get a little 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 uh gets a little messy around here on this bench this workbench here i'm recording this podcast so okay i'm gonna take uh one more uh little break and i got a a segment that i recorded with neil piper uh that me and him did a little catch-up segment and it was supposed to be about a half hour segment it ends up going almost an hour so but you know it's it's always good talking to neil so uh we'll have that when we come back from the break so uh i'll take a break and be right back folks Uh, kind of back from the break here, and I wanted to uh, kind of do a little catch up here with uh, uh, with Mr. Neil Piper. And uh, so we met, uh, kind of, kind of having this little conversation in the middle of the afternoon for me. It's kind of evening for Neil. It's about one of the few times I can kind of get uh, some of these British guys on the podcast. So uh, you know, it's hard for them to to kind of live my Eastern uh, time zone night shift uh it's hard to hard to meet up with the british guys so i i, I got up it would some would consider early 3 p.m <laughs> here in louisville to talk to mr neil piper and uh so uh yeah just uh neil how you doing sir i'm really good mate how are you I just uh, <laughs> disturbed you from your sleep, haven't I? <laughs> you you were hitting me up and uh, saying uh, uh, that you were just going to go ahead and take a nap while you waited on me. Uh, so uh, well, I was kind of well, worried you. I was kind of worried you being honest there. <laughs> that's the thing you you said like yeah we'll do it like eight o'clock my my, my time that's what three o'clock your time or whatever and I was like yeah that's that's, that's fine and then right. like half seven my time came and I was like he still hasn't still hasn't answered. He's going full Andre Dominguez here, and he's falling asleep, isn't he? Ah, shit! And I was just—I was, to be honest, I was—I was ready to record. I was ready to sit down and just record one of my own shows. <laughs> there, you like, go. Been, there you go. I was supposed to have a, I was supposed to have a date with the government, and he's—he's he's, he's blown me off, and so I just. <laughs> But then you came through, so it's all good. Well, I would never blow you off, Neil. So, uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> that did not sound good. <laughs> uh, so this is already going downhill, folks. Going downhill. It's already fast. going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all—it was always going. That's true. You did set me up, and boy, I fell for it. But uh, uh, so Neil is obviously from the the Soot and Whitewash podcast, and uh, you know, uh, I think I did a little call into your show, uh, trying to urge, uh, you know, maybe uh, Alex Purcell joining you on that podcast. Is there any headway there? Have you have you have you talked him into it to to joining the the podcasters union and 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 being a co a co captain? I don't. I don't know. I think last time. <laughs> 
because I, I had a one of my last shows he came on and we had a chat about everything that we've been doing and i sort of loosely presented the idea of hey why don't you come and like every sort of couple of months we'll just have a just call it a, an informal chat that i'll possibly record edit and mm. put out as a podcast and i think he he wasn't entirely against the idea um <laughs> i sort of put it to him as like man, I need this, I need your help to uh, to keep me going, keep me shooting new stuff so that I've got something to talk about and someone to throw bounce ideas off of. And I think he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, nothing more was <laughs> said about it. And I've actually I've actually met him in person since then again. And yeah, we didn't talk about it at all. So uh, your guess is as good as mine. Maybe we'll leave it at that, maybe. Well, there you go. So that maybe we can get the community to put put him in the hot seat, get him to uh, put a little pressure on him. You know that, that usually works, right? So there yeah, you maybe go. Maybe that's what it needs. Yeah, <laughs> <All> right, yeah. <laughs> so everybody just just, just message, yeah. just message <laughs> Alex Purcell and uh, say, hey, you need to join Neil on, on Soot and Whitewash. Uh, he, he needs you. Neil, so there you Neil go. needs your help because he's <laughs> properly floundering, and he needs uh, a cool Welsh guy to come and help you out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So. The other thing we had, I think maybe since probably the last time you've been on the show, which has been quite quite some time, uh, you, know, you got your masters and, uh, mm-hmm. and you're a, ma- a master, a real master of photography. So I mean, do you have that like a T-shirt that says that or anything? Or uh, because I feel like yeah, I would brag yeah. about that. Yeah, no, yeah, it, com- it comes with uh, T-shirts and hoodies <laughs> and uh, what like little uh, like knapsacks. They all say like master of photography in like um, sort of fake diamond bling, you know. <laughs> Right, right. I, I wear it. I wear it day in day out. No, 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 no. <laughs> so why, why don't why don't you say when you like when you in your podcast? So you know, this is a certain whitewash podcast. I'm Neil Piper, master of photography. Yeah, I mean, you 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 can you can genuinely say that, and, and it's not okay. bragging; it's truth. Uh, but, uh, well, technically, I don't know if I can technically say it yet because I haven't. Um, I've been through like the graduation yet, so I don't have the I have the certificate that says it, but I haven't been through like the whole graduation thing. So I don't know whether technically I can say it. I'm going to say it because it's cool. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. But, well, I don't, it, it sounds, the reason I don't say it is because I don't want to sound like a pretentious arsehole. <laughs> can I say that? I just said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can say that. Yeah. You can believe that if you but, need to. I, I see. I, I can understand that. But so what is what has life been like since, uh, since you, I mean, since you've done it? Are you, are you working in photography? What, what are you exactly are you, are you doing? Uh, are you finding that this degree is opening up uh, anything for you? Or, or where are you at with that since you've, since you've actually graduated? It's put me in exactly the same boat as I was before, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so I'm, I am work well. I don't make all of my money from photography, so I don't know if that means I can call myself a professional photographer. I make a lot of my money from it, so I'm sort of registered as a freelance photographer. And so sort of people will now and again, companies will come to me and say, "Can you photograph this? Can you photograph that?" And money changes hands. So I guess that's photography for a living. Um, but most of my sort of photographic work, as it were, comes from uh, teaching. Specifically, like um, I have a a contract at a local high school as a photography instructor mm-hmm. so the kids on which who are doing their gcse's uh, which is um what's that like 13 to 16 year old um high school kids or high school here i don't know what you call that in in the states um mm. they, they have the option to take photography as one of their options and so i i'm not a teacher because i'm not a qualified teacher i'm employed as an instructor so if they need help with um cameras or photoshop or 
inspiration. Like one of the things that I retain is a, a list of uh, working practitioners, both like historical and contemporary. Sort of, I keep that in my head, and I sort of look at the kids' work and be like, okay, you're sort of doing this, you're interested in this, maybe you'd like to have a look at this person for argument's sake, and sort of give them someone to get kind of inspired with their own work by. So that's that's kind of what I'm doing work-wise with photography at the moment. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, I'm assuming this is uh, a digital, all digital photography at this point? It is, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a few of them, to be fair, that are, uh, I wouldn't say they're sort of interested in film per se, but they'll come to me with uh, a picture that they really like, and they'll be like, how how has the photographer done this? And I sort of take one look at it and sort of see who it is and go, well, that's shot on film. That's why it looks like that. That's why it um, looks cool and better. <laughs> that's what. That's why it looks. That's why it looks cool. Um, and they're like, well, how can how can I do that? I was like, well, you need to shoot it on film if you want to do it like that. Or how do I do that? And then you have the conversation with them. I mean, bear in mind, a lot of these a lot of these students are young enough that they don't know what film is. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're, they're familiar with the, the the the. They know what if you showed them like a thirty five millimeter film canister, they'd be like, oh yeah, that's using old cameras, doesn't it? And that's about as far as they're. So knowledge goes. Some of them are because um, surprisingly, like disposable cameras are still fairly popular for like parties and stuff. They'll still mm-hmm. use them, and there's still like, a reasonably easy way to get them processed through like local um, drugstores, you call them whatever, like arts or local boots, high streets or pharmacies. Still, a lot of them still process. So they're some are kind of familiar, and some will do that. But once they they find out how much it costs, bear in mind they're sort of what 13, 14, 15 right that they they kind of balk at the idea and they then want to know how to replicate it in photoshop so mm-hmm. yeah. so do you consider yourself really good at photoshop because i, I literally, i've had photoshop for probably oh god uh since i've well probably since the 90s or, or the early 2000s at least and yeah. uh i still I, I know i know how to do like you know, cropping, uh, some yeah. levels adjustments and some, uh, and, and some <laughs> contrast adjustments. And that's about as far as I go with it, man. And like anytime people like mention layers, uh, I just, my eyes glaze over and oh, I, I, no. I can I, never figure out layers. So layers, <laughs> layers unique. If you don't, if you don't know anything else in Photoshop, I implore you to learn how to use layers because they're your safety net. They're your safety net. If you do, Oh, I'm going to have to talk to you like I'm one of these kids now, aren't I? But like, <laughs> you, you open your picture up in Photoshop, and if you mm-hmm. then if you then start editing your picture, in effect, you're you're working on your, your you, Mike, are working on your negative. Look at it right. like that. So right. you're, you're you're putting stuff onto your negative, and then if you don't like that, you're screwed. That's it. You right. can't go okay. back. So if you've if you've then done all these edits on your um, your raw file or your your original TIFF file or whatever it is you've shot it on, you're screwed. Whereas if you do each one in a different layer, you can then go, if you then look at the picture and go, well, that that didn't work out. I like that little bit of it, but I don't like that little bit. I mean, I, I've done a bit of dodging and burning there, and that looks good, but I don't like the fact that I turned it black and white, for example. You can just then get rid of the bit that you don't like, and they don't seem to understand that. It's, like too, much, <laughs> it's too much to take in. It's been too much for me to take in for about 25 years now. So, like, <laughs> I, I, at one point, I thought I had this whole layers thing figured out, and then you know, I stepped away from Photoshop for six months or so, and I came back and said, "How did I do that?" And I still, <laughs> I don't know why. It's just like it's just like this brain uh, brain block for me, man. I can't, I yeah. can just can't wrap my head around it for some reason. But uh, I mean, it's mostly because I haven't really f- uh, fooled with it, I guess. 
guess. But because I mean, most of my Photoshop is just you know some light editing to my you know to my scans or whatever. But sure. but uh, yeah. I mean, I have had some diff- particularly difficult uh, negatives that's, that I scanned or, t- or difficult scans where I know la- layers would have helped me, but I was just like, oh, fuck it. I'll just call that one a loss. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, well, I don't know. I mean, you ask if, I, if I'm really good at Photoshop. I, I know in Photoshop what I need to know. Um, mm-hmm. with, my, with my own work, um, there's very little post that actually goes into it, if I'm honest. Um, I'll, I'll scan my film, and I will scan it. I'm in... In color, even though I shoot predominantly in black and white, I scan in color. Okay. Rightly, right, I've heard a lot of people wrongly, doing that lately. So yeah. yeah. Right, rightly or wrongly, I I feel personally that I do get a much um, much more range of tones in it. Whether hmm. whether, I, whether I do or not, whether it's in my head, I don't know. But <coughs> mm-hmm. I scan it in color. So at the very least, in Photoshop, I'll normally convert it into into black and white. But yeah, I'll trim the highlights or the pull up the shadows a little bit or something if it if it needs it and if it's got a little bit of dust on it or whatever that'll go mm. but there's generally i know it sounds kind of cliche um, thing to say but i don't really do anything in photoshop that i couldn't do under an enlarger yeah anyway, yeah you know like a little bit of dodging and burning or or what have you so i mean i know what i need to know for me personally and when some of these kids like I, there was a, a student come up to me the other day and they had a just a, a little landscape photograph that they're taking. And I don't know what on earth they were trying to do, but they were like, how do I make those clouds look like uh, a face? <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know. I must have, I must have missed that, that day of <laughs> Photoshop 101. But right. I, I, I know enough about the tools in Photoshop to know what, what I might be able to do to make that happen, you know? So you sort of sit, <laughs> right. sit, sit down with them for, 20 minutes and go okay well this is the so-and-so tool uh, i think i ended up using like the the liquify tool which is the the tool that all the pros in inverted commas use to make like models look really skinny like you take like take their waist in and pull the boobs out and like you just achieve it that's that's the tool, that's the, the general tool that they use but basically you can use it and it kind of um smudges i suppose almost mm. like like it like the name says it liquefies it but almost pulls like the edges of stuff okay. so you can okay with in, in this instance i could grab hold of the cloud that was there and sort of pull it into like a smiley face and he was happy with that and so that was like oh, there you go i know now how to make a cloud look like a smiley face it's very valuable for your photography I, I i'm gonna see a whole like a smiley face cloud series coming from Neil piper soon so uh yeah, uh that should, yeah. that should be great, <laughs> great. <laughs> and and at the, at the end of the day google and youtube are a wonderful thing if i don't know google and youtube are there to tell us how to do it so yeah yeah for sure mm. i spent plenty of times youtubing and googling uh layers and uh, <laughs> still don't know what to do it so <laughs> <laughs> well, right. when, when, when we get when we get off this call, we'll have Photoshop one hundred and one, and we'll go through layers, and we'll go through how to make clouds look like sunshine, clouds look like smiley faces and shit, and you'll be Photoshop king by the end. Of the day. There you go. I, I, I'm, I'm afraid of what that might uh, do with my <laughs> photography, truthfully. But especially now that you told me this liquify thing will give uh, models, uh, I don't know, big boobs and stuff. So that, that, that might take me down a whole other career path. Oh, but, uh, God, well, what have I started? No, you, I, I, you must have misheard me. You can't, you can't do that. So anyway, to answer your question, now having a master's, as I now know how to make a smiley face in the sky. There you go. <laughs>
<laughs> Sounds like money, money well spent, man. So yeah, absolutely, good. absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, so one thing you have done um, in the last several months is you started a, a couple, a couple little little projects. Well, first of all, the first was a Facebook group, and that was uh, uh, surrounding the 126 uh, uh, film, which is you know like uh, the Kodak Instamatic uh, cameras are famous for the cartridge based kind of 126 film, and uh, you know uh, much like I have, well, already strongly resurrected uh, APS film because I mean it is the hottest trend in film oh, photography, or World by Storm. But but you have tried to. Uh, sorry, I, I do that every time you say it. Like, and that's the only time you've ever been able to hear me. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea of, of you listening to the podcast. <laughs> I do. I'm, dri- I'm driving to work and then it's just silent and then there's. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, oh, God. Now I'm going to picture that every time I say it. So I might. might... <laughs> but uh, so, Neil, tell us about tell us about 126, this new, this fascination that what, where did this come from? Uh, what, what is it that uh, attracted you to it? Because I, I have. Um, Kind of long wanted to shoot some of it myself. I have a a couple of uh, Instamatic cameras that a, a listener had sent me, and mm-hmm. uh, and then I also have like uh, and so I went ahead and bought like the Facmatic adapter to adapt thirty five millimeter film to uh, to these and and these Instamatics that I have are the <clears throat> the Kodak like X fifteen I think which is one of the yeah, ones yeah. that's supposed to work really well with that uh, with that Facmatic adapter or whatever. But uh, so I haven't I haven't shot them yet, but it's something I've always wanted to do. I like the idea of a square format on thirty five millimeter film, which is kind of, kind of cool, you know. Uh, yeah. So what was it that kind of attracted you to to try to resurrect uh, yet another uh, extinct uh, film format? Well, I don't I don't have a, an honest answer to be honest. Like in my in my film fridge, I've got a lot of film in a a fridge in the shed, and in there is obviously lots of film, but in there is a lot of say a lot of probably a dozen one two six cartridges, and I've got uh, two or three of the like the Kodak Instamatic type cameras um and it always kind of i always wanted to use them because i've got a lot of cameras i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. and i'm so sort of proud that i've shot at least a few rolls through through most of them and the the 126 cameras were ones that i'd never had and i think the reason so maybe three years ago you know two and a half three years ago maybe i took um i forget which one it was one of the instamatics out um on a day trip somewhere and i took a roll of um i forget i forget what it was um some old uh, maybe it was like the the c is it c22 oh yeah yeah the yeah, old you know, like yeah the mm-hmm. old color one and at the time i didn't really i did i wasn't i didn't really know what that was i hadn't really heard about it and i don't think i even read it until after i'd shot the cartridge mm-hmm. and i sort of took it out and i was black and white processing already like normal 35 millimeter and i sort of looked at it and i was like oh, what the hell is c22 mm-hmm. i had a quick read and i was like oh shit that's old that predates mm-hmm. c41 okay uh maybe i can just process it in black and white film and i think i dunked it in some rolling oil for about 10 minutes and it didn't work and that was it it kind of went back on the shelf and i forgot about it and then yeah, I was going through the fridge again, and I was like, oh, this stack of 126 cartridges, and most of them, maybe sort of 70% of them, are like the really cheap, um, what's it, like consumer-grade color mm-hmm. C41 film, you know, the real cheap stuff that doesn't hold up well when it's stored for and stuff. Yeah, right, right, yes. yeah. So, so you think, like, oh, I don't want to use it because it's just going to look 
crap and I'm not really shooting colour full stop at the moment. And then it kind of, I don't know if it was Matt Melcher again who was talking about, so someone was talking about re-rolling 35mm into 126 and I was like, mm-hmm. I can do that. I've got a lot of 35mm and... You got a lot of cartridges. <laughs> I got a lot of one two six cartridges. <laughs> right. Um, maybe I can do something with this. And I spoke to Matt about it, and he um, kindly put together like a little video, um, sort of showing how to do it with like a dummy roll. And I was like, I can do that. I can do that. And I did it. And I went out and shot um, a roll it of I can't remember what it was, some some black and white film FP four probably know me, and it worked. And I was hooked. And I sort of got the uh, what have I got? I've got it right here. The Kodak 255X, which has got to be cool because it says X after it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, it's absolutely. Got the, it's got to be the top of the range one. It's, it's very, um, very edgy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and it's even got like a sort of inverted commas around the word instamatic, so that's got to be cool. But it's got no uh, real settings. It's got like your basic um, aperture control. So you've got like sunny day, really sunny day, hazy day, cloudy day, really cloudy day. Don't, I don't know what they equate to, but hey. So I was, all, I was like, I'm going to use that. And I put the cartridge in it and it worked. And then I came across a roll of Veracrone pan and that worked as well. And that was like 1970s or something. And I put that in some caffeinol, I think, and that worked and it looked great. And I was just kind of hooked. And these little, these really simple little plastic lens or normally plastic lensed. This one might even be glass. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of them work. Yeah, mm-hmm. they look yeah, like, like it. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like these little plastic lens boxes. I mean, you know me. I shoot a lot of my work in with pinhole cameras, like the most simple mm-hmm. thing, just like a box of a hole in there. And this, right. to be honest, isn't really much of a step up, is it? It's just a little, <laughs> right, right. A, a little black box with a little bit of plastic on the front of it, and it was just so simple and so fun. And there's so many of these cameras. Like you, oh, I don't there know what is. it's like. I don't know what it's like in the states, but you go into 90% of the cherry shops in the UK and you'll find some form of Kodak. It's always a Kodak one. There's never anything yeah, else. Yeah, it seems like seems <laughs> like they it seems like Kodak must have really completely dominated that market because I see them all the time too. Yeah. It's almost and it's uh, almost like they released a film stock trying to corner the market, isn't it? <laughs> it's almost like they didn't I'm try just, something like that. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying I mean, I, I've I've heard that they've tried that before, but I am not so sure. I don't want to throw that out there in well, case. Once or twice. Once or twice it seemed the scene they may have may have may have gave that a gave that a go, but uh yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, the nice like six was it six, six twenty, six twenty maybe? Uh kind of rings a bell that was kind of yeah, yeah. similar to some other format that they already yeah, had out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Just, that's, that's, that's that, 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 that seems to that kind of uh, jog something in my memory there. Yeah, but, uh, I'm. So. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm- I'm not like throwing accusations out, but I'll be okay. That stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently Kodak did not <laughs> like to make money. Whereas uh, sometimes now, I know, they, right? Sometimes now they seems like they forgot how to do that. But <laughs> don't they realize that film shooters are poor? Like seriously, <laughs> right, right. Anyway, right. so yeah, I just got, I took it out and I got hooked, and I was like, I'm not sure other people are fully aware of how much fun this can be. I mean, it's not for everybody, obviously, because it's so. It's, it's almost like a step down from like a little point and shoot, isn't it? Because you've got even, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like a, a your normal, uh, like common or guy point and shoot at least does some little bit of calculation about getting the exposure right. This doesn't mm-hmm. even do that, you have to do that, and yeah, so it's it's got all the what is it? it's got like the, the potential of like an SLR where you can adjust something. But it's shit. So <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, kind of like. Well, if you kind of think about it, it's almost like a. Especially since it's a square format, it's almost like a miniature Holga, basically, <laughs> because uh, you got a plastic I, I lens. Really, 
very really little exposure to throw. I really thought you were going to say a square. It's like a miniature Hasselblad, isn't it? Like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. I mean, I love Hogas, but uh, I, I'm not going to put them up in the Hasselblad. Uh, uh, <laughs> it is. Stand. It's like a 35 millimeter hog. We'll go with that. Yeah, there you go. And well, and the nice thing is about like you uh, kind of having a bunch of uh, cartridges is you get to kind of reload those cartridges with yeah. 35 millimeter film. Whereas uh, like me, I've got the adapter, which is fine, but the adapter only kind of allows like uh, like FPP always talks about like the, the X15 is the one to have, which is what I have if you're mm-hmm. going to use that adapter because the the way it uh, the little thing grabs onto the perforations or whatever uh, it yeah. needs it needs it if it, more the simpler the better. But with you being able to load your own cartridges, there are some actually some really cool instamatic cameras out there. Uh, yeah. Like they, they had SLRs and everything, you know. So um, yeah, so, so you've I mean, got you've got to be you've, so there's two ways of doing it. Um, you can either choose to reload with or without the backing bay because for people that aren't familiar with the format, it's it's like 120 in that it's film rolled around a tightly around a spool with a backing paper on it. So if you picture like 35 millimeter with a backing paper, it's just mm. like that. But it only has uh, like one sprocket per frame instead of what is it, five, four or five or six or whatever that normal mm. 35 millimeter has. So as you advance the film, there is a pin in it which grabs hold of that sprocket uh, and cocks your shutter. So the the thing that you have is if you choose to reload without the backing paper, which you can do, and it is sort of done fairly by by people. Sometimes the pin, like the cocking pin for the shutter, can snag in some of the other sprockets and will cause like ripping. It will start to rip the sprockets, and you can sometimes get out of that, or sometimes you'll just absolutely muller the film in there. So if you have the backing paper, the only so the, on the backing paper you don't have just like a you have like a, almost like a, an elliptical. It's not really lived a lot. A rectangular but with rounded corners shape uh, perforation in the paper, and that's where your pin goes through, and that's where it grabs the sprocket. So one of your one of your sprocket holes will catch with that in that mm. backing paper. Yeah. So basically, what I'm trying to spit out is that you, if you reload with the backing paper, chances are you won't rip the um, the film sprocket holes, and your camera will advance nicely, and it will set properly, and you should, in theory, get evenly spaced pictures apart. It should be like uh, just like shooting one two six i see okay and so do you find that the whole loading pro- reloading process kind of difficult i know you did like a video on it that you actually put on and by the way you haven't even mentioned the name of this facebook group that you started what was what, the name of the, the the 126 group oh the group is just simply called 126 shooters that's it yeah, yeah. and uh i think you put a video up kind of showing uh, a little bit about how how the reloading process, but do you find have you have you effed up any? Has it been pretty flawless or? <laughs> or no, I think I don't think I've screwed one up yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Touch wood. Um, so um, I put yeah, I done. I think I've done a live video of mm-hmm. the first time that I ever tried like practicing and redoing it, and I thought there was something in my head that said if you do this live then you've got to do it properly. You're not going to just record it and then when it fucks up, delete right. that and then do it again, record it again. You're going to do it live. So right. everyone watching is going to see this and you're going to try properly. So I set, <laughs> I set the phone up on the side and I was like, hey, this is literally the first time I've ever tried this. I've watched Matt Melcher's video on how to do it and I've watched this guy's video on how to do it and this is me having to go. So I'm sitting there reloading it in the, sort of using a dummy one sort of at the kitchen table and I'm like, yeah, I've done that. We'll just try that one again. Yeah, that's fine. We've just done that. Okay, I'm just now going to go into into my downstairs bathroom and I'm going to flick all the lights out and try it and do it. 
And I just right. left, the video, left the video running. Uh, went into the bathroom, pulled it all up and came back out. I was like, well, <laughs> here it is. It's done. Let's go give it a go. And that's got to have been a pretty boring video for anyone that was watching it. So I'll apologize <laughs> now for that. Well, if you need to know how to do it, though, I mean, that's, uh, that's uh, you know, it's it's, it's yeah. helpful, right? So there you go. Well, yeah. yeah. So part of the point of of the group was much like um, Michael Bardasek's, um, uh film, Pay, oh, Christ, what's that film called now? Uh, 20, the 2238. Uh, yes, much like yeah. the, his, his 2238 page. Um, that's become like a almost like a resource for mm-hmm. anything that you want to know about that. I had a look around and... I couldn't really find any sort of resource for like one, two, six. It was all kind of ponied together, you know? So I was kind of hoping that in time to come, this might be the place where, Hey, we're shooting one, two, six. This is what we've learned. If you've learned anything, if you want to come join us, put it here, you know? So it's kind of like a, uh, what's the word? Like, um, uh, yeah, like a, like a, oh, shoot, now I can't think of the word. Either. Yeah, you know like what a, I mean? Yeah, like a, a place to, uh, like a, a library for 126, sort of. Yeah, basically, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. A, a, well, a, deposit, okay. a depository of a repos- knowledge. A, repos- a repository, that's what <laughs> Repository, maybe yes. not deposit, <laughs> in a depository, no. like a, something else entirely. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not doing any depositing in there. Yeah, that was that was that was the plan for it. It started out like I want to shoot some one two six. Who wants to join me? Oh, hang on, maybe we can make something a little bit bigger out of this. And yeah, there's um, quite a few names from the negative positives crew in there, sort of shooting their one two six cameras. It's all good. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna. <clears throat> I'm I'm in the group, and I'm definitely gonna shoot some one two six. Hopefully, very soon. Uh, one of my it's, it's on my like my big long list of things I want to try this year of like things I haven't tried and cameras I haven't shot that I that it's still sitting in, in the cupboard and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, listening yeah. to you, that's quite a long list, isn't it? <laughs> this list is it's, I, it I, gets I, I, longer. Yeah, I imagine I imagine this list is about as long as like a toilet roll. Yeah. <laughs> And it's sort of written. So you like you pull out like you see like ancient Egyptians pulling out a scroll, a scroll, and it rolls down onto the floor and then across the floor, and on it's like Mike's Mike's list of shit to do before right. he dies. Well, like yeah, it, like it's uh, when you say toilet roll, it's because it's, a lot of it's probably going to be some really shitty results too. So, but. well, that's that's not what I was going for, but. <laughs> If you feel but, that, then so yeah, uh, I just I'm just being completely honest. But uh, so uh, the next thing is I, mean, I wanted to kind of get to uh, before we wind this thing down. But uh, is uh, the box camera uh, project that you uh, just recently announced, and uh, I actually mm-hmm. mentioned it on uh, uh, I guess it was my last solo show or whatever. But uh, I, did. I and, listened to and, that. I listened to yeah. that today. So thank you. Awesome. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm actually excited to be in, involved with this one. I, I love box cameras, man. And, uh, and uh, of course what, what Neil uh, means, or what we all mean by box cameras, just like your very simple, it's basically a box and a lens and like usually one shutter speed, like the, the famous ones are like the Kodak brownies, the Kodak brownie Hawkeye, that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of cool ones out there. And I think one of the things that maybe kind of influenced you to start this little project was uh, Matt Melcher is going to be shooting uh, box mm. cameras for his frugal film project and i actually listened to that episode where he was talking about this uh uh this ansco i believe it was that he has it's uh just a, it's a really cool camera and uh, and uh and that's the thing about the, a lot of these box cameras is a lot of them are from like the 50s and, and 40s and they have like this uh kind of a uh, you know space age sort of mid-century modern kind of 
kind of looks yeah. at the design, you know. So there's a lot of them from that era that are really cool. So uh, they're just they're just really fantastic, fun cameras, and uh, I just I thoroughly enjoyed my brownie Hawkeye because I, I flipped the lens in it and it kind of gives a very Holga sort of look to, uh, to the, to the photos and, uh, uh, but in, in a different kind of more unique way. So, uh, uh, just have a blast with it. So what, what, what brought this on Neil? Why the, why the box camera project? Well, like you say, I was, I was listening to, yeah. So on my podcast catcher, up pops, new box of cameras. And I was like, ah, oh, brilliant. Matt's still, Matt's still live. He's still making shows. Let's have a listen to that. And he was, like you say, he was talking about the camera that he's planning on using for this year's Frugal Film Project. And it was this Anscope, whatever it was. And I was just listening to him and I was thinking, that sounds really cool. Like, I should get out my, I should get out one of my old box cameras. And I was thinking originally, um, you know, like the, the really old, um, like almost cardboard type. Yeah. You know, the early sort of 1900s type box cameras. That's what I was thinking. Because mm-hmm. like, I've got I've got somewhere a, I think it's a 1918 um, Ensign, um, I think it's called a Junior Model B, I think it's called. But it's basically just literally, a, a feels like a cardboard box. I'm sure, it's, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's wooden inside. I'm sure it's wood, but the outside feels like cardboard. And it smells really old, and uh, it's got, yeah. like, the 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 two glass uh, viewfinders in it, like one for horizontal and one for vertical, and they're fucked to hell. You can barely see anything from, and it's it's just that it just feels amazing. And I've shot a few rolls for it, and they produce. It takes regular one twenty, so it's not even a six twenty one. It takes one twenty, and it creates this beautiful big six by nine neg, and there's just not. Again, unless I'm missing it, there's not much love for those type of cameras. Mm-hmm. They tend to be like um, I don't I don't want to use like toy camera, but you know, like that kind of people associated with that same sort of aesthetic and that same sort of shot. And I just don't think people are using them very much. So I was, yeah. like, I was like, I'm I'm gonna put this out there. And I had a little chat with with Alex um, Purcell about it, and he was like, "It's a great idea." Like she, I was like, "Do you want to do this with me?" And he was like, "Yeah, it's cool." And then I was like, should we open this up to like other people? Would that be like a, a cool thing to do? Like maybe, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 other people. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't, because then I started thinking like, is that a good idea? Because then it's kind of like what Sherry's doing with the Frugal Film Project. Is that cool to do that? Can you have too many projects? And then I was sort of, maybe nah. Well, people will get involved if they want to get involved. And if they don't want to get involved, then they won't. And mm-hmm. so I put I put it out there on, on the negative positives page. And I think we've got 15 or 16, maybe, people now that are like, yeah, I'll sign up for that. That's cool. We'll, mm-hmm. just, I, want, I wanted to keep it simple. So I was like, basically, one roll, one roll a month. That's I think most people can manage that. And it doesn't have to be. Oh, then we sort of were talking about it a bit more. And people were like, oh, does this count? Does that count? Um, um, Andrew Bartram from Lenses Podcast and Large Format Podcast popped in. And he's like, oh, I've got this. I forget what he's got now, but some, of course, it's Andrew, some really nice old thing with a glass <laughs> lens. And it's like a proper, it's like the Hasselblad of old box cameras, you know. <laughs> right, like, right. And he's like, is it, does this count? So I'm like, well, yeah. It's basically, then I sort of had a little thing about it and was like, had to clarify. It was like, basically, buy a box camera. I think we're accepting like um, the old stuff like I originally wanted, like the Brownie 620s, like you said, the, the Brownie Hawkeye, basically something that maybe you've got like a warehouse stop that you can adjust so you've got like mm-hmm. basically the equivalent of like cloudy and sunny 
But I don't right. want, like I don't want like shutter speed control and this control and that control. It's just like just keep it simple. Kind of like the one two six thing. Just sure. a simple camera. Um, well, I mean, if if it starts getting too too many controls on it, I think it elevates above what really a box camera is thought of. You know, I exactly. think the ideal, the cool thing about box cameras is it's a box with a, with a you know with a lens on the front of it, and uh, and I think uh, yeah, I, I, I've always had I've got a little uh, Kodak Duoflex, and uh, and mine's yeah, yeah, very. Too, yeah. it, yeah, it mine only has like one uh, shutter speed, but I have seen some of those that have like, you know, two or three of those. Like I think what you call them a waterhouse stop. So it's like uh, mm-hmm. uh, on on the front they would have maybe two or three apertures. Basically, I guess you could select from. Uh, I always kind of wanted one of those because I thought who oh, having that control, but I don't know. That kind of takes away from the spirit of the, yeah. <laughs> of the whole idea in the first place. Yeah, so I, I don't want to be thinking about exposure when I when I take out my box camera. And and the, you know the weird thing is every time I've taken out the brownie Hawkeye is you know just by whatever kind of day it is you know in daylight uh just kind of choosing whatever iso you think is going to be good you know uh usually like if it's slightly cloudy i go with a 100 and uh or if it's like overcast and then if it was sunny i went with uh no i'm uh, opposite uh 400 for overcast and 100 for like sunny and i've been i've been good like and and that's really odd because like uh, like my brownie hawk, I think it's it's supposed to have around a one thirtieth of a second shutter speed, which is pretty slow, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I've never really overexposed much. I've always gotten pretty good exposures out of these things, and that, I mean that says a lot about the latitude of film these days, I guess. But uh, sure, yeah. but, but still, it's uh, I, I don't really have a lot of exposure issues with it. It's not like I need those apertures, or, or I would use them anyway if I had them. So <laughs> Cause, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've got um, an old like one of the original Dianas somewhere, and. Like that's got, I think, yeah, sunny, cloudy, and something else on it. Sunny, cloudy, and maybe rainy. But yeah, mm. it's just it's literally free, and you can see them when you adjust them. Like these massive, great look like washers that just drop yeah. behind the lens. And but I don't use them. Like you just right. set it, just set it to the biggest one and hope. <laughs> like overexpose it, and you'll be fine. It's <laughs> right, right. gen- generally my rule. I think the most yeah. uh, sophisticated box camera that I own is. Uh, maybe a brownie 620 um which is like one of the proper boxy ones like a sort of golden brown like that's how that's how mm. retro and cool it is it's gold mm-hmm. teamed up with oh, brown yeah you, when, but, that's a, it's luxury when it's got yeah, gold yeah. on it yeah. i mean that's like i think that's a 1950s one maybe i think possibly right, and, right. but that's so sophisticated that that's got a built-in yellow filter Ooh. and a built-in close-up lens nice Slide this little uh, gold tab out, and it's yellow contrast filter. Slide it back in; it's gone. And then the other one is your, yeah, your close up. So that's about <laughs> as, that's about as sophisticated as I was thinking right. of the cameras right. for this project. So yeah, yeah. I always uh, one thing that's kind of fun about the uh, the brownie Hawkeye that I have is uh, if 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 you folks have seen those, these like the Bakelite ones, and uh, uh, and it's that there's a tiny tiny little uh 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 viewfinder window at the top of it and it is almost impossible to really see all that well through it but and, and it's just like t- every time i go take a shot with it if i'm out in public i mean i'm constantly like m- going trying to get the the you know the horizon straight and get the frame right it, it takes a while to take the shot <laughs> and then you got to be hold it really still because it's a th- 130th of a second shutter speed you don't want blur i haven't really had motion blur or like handshake yeah or from it too much though so the hawkeye if i remember is the one it's got like a little handle from the top is that right Mm -hmm. that's right it's got like Mm -hmm. so yeah it's got like a i suppose you call it a waist level finder but it's really small it's tiny yeah okay have you have you got it with you 
have you got it nearby? Not out here with me, no. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, next time you next time you look at it, hang on, I'm just going to pull a picture of one up now. Yeah, there we go. Here's the one I was thinking of. If you look at it, you look at it and tell me that that doesn't look like one of the, you know, the ghost traps that the Ghostbusters used? <laughs> right, yeah? right, yeah. Right? You're right, you're right, yeah, you yeah. You tell me that doesn't look like one of them. That's <laughs> that's what, the, I swear, that's what the... Whoever wrote Ghostbusters, that's what he was looking at when he designed them. You're right. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to. Uh, I have a buddy of mine that's like huge Ghostbusters <clears throat> fan, like to the point where he's actually in the Louisville Ghostbusters, where they have like the full <laughs> outfits and everything, and they right. go around to conventions and all this stuff, and like uh, and 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 you go to like a kids' events and stuff. I mean, the dude has a the the power pack thing on his back and the gun and it, it, it charges up and it sounds just like the movie and everything it's unbelievable but like that's amazing <laughs> so maybe i need to show him a brownie hawkeye and say does this look familiar uh so yeah. he, he might freak out but uh, of course no one has don't open it don't open it <laughs> right right so uh, <laughs> but uh okay so as far as this project goes, uh, what's your kind of thoughts? Are, are you going to limit how many people are getting it? You said you had around 15 or so at this point. Is there, is there going to be a kind of a cap where you kind of want to stop it where, so it don't get out of control, or are you going to just let it go out of control? Um, I think me and Alex sort of talked about it. We were like 20 people, I think, is probably about manageable. Okay. I mean, the original idea was just to literally have some fun and – shoot some pictures on these cool cameras and there's an Instagram page, uh, which is at project box camera where we were just going to put the pictures on and people could look at them and that was going to be it. And mm-hmm. then Alex mentioned the idea of maybe making a zine, um, with the pictures, which mm-hmm. I haven't even considered, which is kind of weird when you say everyone's making zines at the moment, which is really cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we can, we can do that. We can. And then, then sort of after you mentioned that, after you said about that, I was like, yeah, maybe we should sort of limit, if we limit the amount of people, then, that's going to limit the amount of pictures, which is only going to be a good thing, I think, for like the sort of selection a, process. If yeah, you make do end up making a zine. So yeah, make it a zine. I think maybe. Feasible. Yeah. I think maybe because I was going to start it like immediately, and then like I think you said in the in the show that I listened to earlier, like we decided to start it from February first because we're already what's it now the fourteenth, so we're nine and halfway through January already. And so we thought just give people. I know um, Christine Pennick wants to wants to join in and she's got to um like buy herself she's decided she's gonna go out and buy a box camera just to do to do this project which mm-hmm. is really cool so mm-hmm. sort of give like her time to get a camera and get people to find them dig them out find some film or or what have you we're going to start from the first of february so i think either 20 people or whoever's in come the first of february that'll be the mac that'll be the amount of people in it and then mm-hmm. we'll go from there later that makes sense, and I think sometimes it's good. Like uh, there's a lot of people you, you a lot of times you you think about starting a project or people start projects, and it's just they kind of let everybody in. It becomes kind of a big free for all. Kind of hard. It's kind of hard to really. Uh, I mean, that, that's fine for certain things, but if you want to like have a like a, something like an idea of a zine at the end of it, I think uh, being a little more concise <laughs> can can help. But with that, because you know you can't have you couldn't make a zine with a uh, hundred people in a, in a group all taking photos because you know that would no. be a, a that would be a photo book, not a, not a zine. So. <laughs> <laughs> definitely be no blur of that line there but uh so and i think that's kind of a cool way to like uh, you know i've been in several projects that 
uh, Barta six twenty two thirty eight project, and then uh, uh, Dave uh, Dan Novak's uh, one thirty five millimeter uh, lens project that we all shot that one thirty five millimeter lens for, uh, and then both those uh, resulted in zines at the end of it. And I thought it was just like a real satisfying conclusion to to both those projects. And I think it would be a, a I'm definitely going to uh, be one to encourage us to uh, uh, kind of push for a. a a, a project box camera zine at the end of it. Cause I, th- I think it's nice, it's nice to have like this printed thing at the end of a project that you participated in for a year. So it's kind of a nice yeah. little closing to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I made my, my first scene last, last year and yeah, seeing your own pictures in print is an amazing thing. And sure. So it helps. Sure. To, I mean, this one wasn't a particular project per se. It was just a, a lot of different pinhole images that I made. That I actually made to a company an exhibition that I had last year, but now I've mm-hmm. got, now, when I'm I'm shooting more and more, uh, I hesitate to call them projects, but like sort of more bodies of work that are kind of loosely grouped together, and I'm sort of looking as to yes, that could I could make a zine with that one, or mm-hmm. uh, that one that one here is more just a collection of maybe half a dozen pictures, and that's all that's ever going to be. But this one is a bit too big, you know. So I'm thinking more in sort of zine. Mode, yeah, as it were. yeah. yeah. I, I think it's kind of a uh, kind of a good way to i don't know kind of more critically look at your photography a little bit when you when you have a zine in mind or, or a project in mind because it, it like sometimes you can eliminate photos that you, you you might actually like but it doesn't work in anything any kind of collection yeah. you have going on so uh i don't know sometimes it's a good way to kind of get a get a good critical look at your photography and what works with with uh, other photos or whatever but uh so neil let's um kind of get uh, start wrapping this up here i have to go pick up a son from tennis practice here soon so uh but uh, so uh isn't tennis very uh yeah i guess it's pretty pretty big over there in the uk you got wimbledon and all that stuff yeah, right you guys you, yeah you play a little probably a, play a little little tennis so yeah yeah well, well i don't personally but yeah it's it's big john wimbledon time whenever that is july <laughs> right right well my son is uh he's more big into basketball but uh mm-hmm. he's he's actually he's pretty good at tennis so we keep pushing him into it. he's like i want to play tennis and we're like but you're actually <laughs> you're actually you're actually a little bit better you're those parents, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I, will, well, we, I will live through my children because I couldn't do it when I was a child. <laughs> right, right. And uh, well, I mean, it's just like he showed interest in it, and he was actually pretty good at it. And then now he's just he's all all in on basketball. But we're like, hey, you can do both. It's not gonna they're not gonna interfere with each other. And then so uh, we're just trying to encourage him to. Uh, you know, Encourage the things that he's good at. So, uh, yeah, uh, but, yeah, but, 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 but if he actually like absolutely hates it, then I'm not gonna, I'm not the parent that would be like, you're playing tennis. You know, <laughs> you're gonna make, you're gonna be a millionaire. You're gonna be in Wimbledon and make us rich one day. That's not gonna be that. But I need to quit my job at the Ford factory and live off you. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, but, um, okay. So, whereabouts, uh, where, what do you see like you, uh, in the like kind of, Photography wise, what do you see if you look at one wanting to do this year besides besides these little projects you've started uh, for twenty twenty? What's what's been your little kind of your little goal before we wrap up here? Um, I've got so many goals still. Um, I'm I'm spending a lot more time in the darkroom at the moment, which is cool. Um, it's nice to sort of hone those techniques a bit more. Um, I was for my masters, I was doing some more old process, so I was working with Van Dyke printing and cyanotype printing. And since since I finished my masters, that's kind of taken a, a back burner. So I want to get sort of more into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose the other thing is I want to shoot, which is a bit 
ironic, really, considering we've just been talking about one two six and medium format. But I, <laughs> I, I, I shot and processed my first two large format, like four by five sheets, um, mm. last week. But I've shot a lot of uh, like homemade cameras, like four by five homemade four by five cameras with paper negatives. But I never until this until last last week uh, shot actual four by five film and oh, wow. I shot some four by five film and just in like a homemade um, phone call pin call yeah pinhole camera. And when I pulled those necks out, it was like it was like the first time I developed film again. It was like, geez, these are yeah, amazing. It's, they? They're so Huge. big, and, right? Yeah, right. And of course, I, I processed it and dried them, and I was like, shit, my scanner doesn't scan these. What the hell am I going to do? And <laughs> I had I had to go to dark. I had no other option than to go to the darkroom and to make a contact room from it, which uh-huh. in itself was amazing. So I think I think this year is going to be. I don't want to say it, but I think it might be a four by five year. Oh, that's very well, awesome. Very awesome. Mm. Yeah, it's it's funny when you were talking about even uh, I, I haven't actually had the the joy of developing my own four by five negative at this point, but uh, but you were talking about the uh, the box cameras. Some of them some of them shoot at like six by nine, and and mm-hmm. it's it's surprising. I have a like my Hoga pinhole shoots at at six by nine, and even that, I mean, which is nowhere near near as, as big as a like a four by five negative, but uh, but even six by nine, you're like, man, that's a huge negative. Like yeah, it's yeah. a big. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've been yeah. I've I've got one of those that Andrew gave me, and uh-huh. I use the because it's got a six by twelve mask in it as well. Oh yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Said, but I, I shoot mine only on six by twelve. See, I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. I mean, like, why wouldn't you? It's massive. So I shoot when shooting <laughs> right, these right. these six by twelve necks, and I've been contact printing those and giving those away to sort of people that I've that I've met up for photo walks recently, and giving them away like little contact prints, and yeah, they're they're small. But they're they're really cool. I really like them. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. think I think contact printing is uh, is another underrated thing as well. Like you get a lot of satisfaction from just a contact print. I, I yeah, think. yeah. I know uh, Corey Cannon talks about it a lot. I think he really uh, does a lot of contact printing as well. So uh, from the Lenses podcast, but yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, 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 that's probably something I could do. Like I, I've been a little leery of doing darkroom work because I just don't have the space, the time. But contact printing, pretty easy to do, really. I mean, because I mean, well, you don't really. Yeah, maybe first, I should. The first, maybe... the first contact prints that I ever made, um, I I made the they were paper negatives, and I developed them. The this was before I had a darkroom. I developed mm-hmm. them at home in my kitchen, and all I did was I waited until dark and I shut the the blinds and said to Ash, like, go and watch TV in the living room, don't open the door. And I had a, an angle poise lamp in there, and I screwed it out and screwed in a red light bulb and just, like, from the hardware store or what have you. And I just put that at the other side of the kitchen because, obviously, with, like, certain paper is reactive to certain red lights or whatever. You have to have, like, the right red light, basically, mm. in the dark room. So I, I didn't know this was just, like, a basically a painted red light bulb from the hardware store. So I was like, right. just put it put it in this angle poise and plug it in the other side of the room so there's just enough light that I can see what I'm doing. And I just literally made a, sort of, on the kitchen table, like, sandwiched a bit of paper under glass with the, the paper negative. And I think I shone, like, my iPhone torch down on it or something like that. <laughs> and that was it and then just processed right. it in the processed it in the sink in the trays and what have you and it worked fine so you you genuinely don't even need a dark room for right. doing contact rooms it's so simple wow wow all right, I'm not going to add that to my list just yet, but it's something I need to think about. I, my you list will. is getting too long, but, <laughs> but yeah, I should. I should. I mean, to be, maybe I. Maybe, to be honest, maybe I will. that's probably that's probably one of the easier things that you should add to your list. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's certainly, yeah. it's a lot simpler to do than to get into. 
four by five or one of the other <laughs> oh, yeah. things that's on yeah. your list. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Four by five is on my list, but that's on my, that's on my after I retire list. I think I, think I want to be the, the old, the old, the old guy with the big camera. Yeah. So, uh, but, um, all right, Neil, well, let's, uh, I'll go ahead and start wrapping up here, man. Uh, how about you tell the fine folks, uh, well, we're, I guess kind of reiterate, uh, where to check out these, uh, these couple of projects you've started, the Facebook group for the 126 and all that stuff. And also where to check you out, sure. all that good stuff. I should have written all this down, shouldn't I? Because there's freaking loads of it now. So <laughs> now you got inter- tons of it, right? I now have loads of them. If you're interested in one two six, head over to Facebook and just do a search for one two six shooters. That's the numbers one two six. New word shooters, and you'll find us. There is a, a couple of questions to get in, but they're nice and simple. Um, if you're interested in Project Box Camera before that goes live on February first, either find me on uh, Facebook or just find the post on the negative positives page and just send us a note on there. I'll add you to the list. Um, if you're just interested in seeing what we've been doing or what we will be doing with project box camera, head over to Instagram and at project box camera or one word. There's literally just one post of a box camera on there <laughs> at the moment. Um, a few, few people following it already, which is nice. Thank you. If that's you guys that are listening and that's it for the two projects. Um, I obviously run, Soot and whitewash, as and when I can be bothered or have something interesting to talk about. That's the other thing, just to drag or, on a little or bit you, more. Or, that's or the you other thing. convince uh, Alex Purcell to join you? <laughs> oh, we're, we're gonna, oh, that's the other thing. So message Alex Purcell. He's at Granny Blur on Instagram and um, Twitter and anywhere else. Just message him and say, look, just stop being a baby. Come on. No, what I was, <laughs> was going to say is <clears throat> I was I was already, because I haven't released a show for probably a month, maybe two. I don't it's even been know. It's yeah. It's mm-hmm. been a little while. And I was all ready to... I was gonna. I had a, a topic that I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about how to make six twenty reels, uh, six twenty film, well, one twenty film working six twenty cameras, and how to make mm-hmm. the spindles and all that stuff. And then, of course, Matt Melcher, you <laughs> ruined it by doing it on your podcast. So that was that one out the window. He done a very, he done a very interesting rundown about how it's done. So, uh, thanks, Matt. Anyway, so if you're interested in that, that's Soot and Whitewash. There's an Instagram for the page as well, which is just at Soot and Whitewash. And if you want to see my work, it's just na- at Neil underscore Piper. I think that's awesome. It. And I'm floating around on the negative positive page most of the time anyway. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Neil, it's always a uh, it's always been a uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. We, we do a lot of uh, messaging back and forth. And uh, uh, so it's, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, I feel like we know each other pretty well and, uh, you're one of my, I don't know, one of my, my better friends in the film community and I appreciate, I appreciate oh, you man. and, uh, yeah, no problem. And, uh, and it's been, it's always fun to talk to you, man. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I got up at 3 PM at the bright early time of 3 PM. <laughs> so you're not even at work at the moment. So what's the deal? <laughs> I'm not even at work right now. I'm just, I'm such a night person, man. I've been on night shift for 20 years that it's hard for me to, uh, uh, it's hard. It's hard for me to break it, you know. And and then plus there's like, plus I go back to uh, I go back to the doctor to uh, get my results for uh, my knee results tomorrow. And there's always yeah. a chance that she may send me back to work uh, like can, like tomorrow night. So I've got to kind of stay on the same schedule in case right. I do have to go back to work and 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 well, have you to be. You, know, you should just be like, oh, stop being a pussy, man. Get on with it. There's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, but oh, I've got a cat that just jumped on my lap here. But um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> of course, that's absolutely what I expected you to say. <laughs> uh, 
this ending is going off the rails again, but it's, it's going about, about the way it started. So uh, yeah, first sure. there was, was, there was talking about blow offs. Now we're talking about pussycats. So I don't know. It's just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just do it. So, and don't cut any of it out. <laughs> right. right. It's supposed to be half an hour. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Sorry, I so, half an hour. That was. An it's hour. almost. It's almost an hour. Yeah. Well, Neil, uh, thanks for coming on, man, and uh, we'll we'll talk sometime again in the future, I'm sure. And uh, and man, just uh, uh, have a good 2020, and uh, we'll 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 keep in touch. You too, pal. All right. Cheers, Neil. All right. Cheers, man. See you later. It's always so awesome to talk to Mr. Neil Piper of the Soot and Whitewash Podcast. Uh, he really has become kind of like one of my. Uh, one of my better friends in the film community, and it's just uh, uh, just getting to know Neil uh, through the last couple of years has just been awesome. And it's one of those people I just hope to meet uh, one day face to face. Neil, uh, thank the world of your brother, and uh, it's always good to chat and good to hear about what you're up to. And uh, yeah, thanks for starting these uh, cool projects. So speaking of cool projects, uh, this was a that segment was a segment we recorded probably like two weeks ago. So there's been some developments in the project box camera thing that we uh, talked about in that segment, and Neil needed to kind of update us on that uh because it looks like uh that it's kind of closed because he has enough members now but let's listen to what neil has to say to us a little update since since we recorded that segment like two weeks ago hi there mike this is neil um i just wanted to drop you a quick line and say thanks for our chat the other day always a pleasure to catch up with yourself um what i wanted to actually call in about was just um, a little update to project box camera um i think i mentioned in our conversation that if if um, your listeners wanted to join us um, with Project Box Camera, then to drop me a line and let us know. We have actually now reached reached full capacity. I think we've got um, 23 members of the of the group that are wanting to take part, and I think for now that's enough. So if anyone else wants to just follow along with what we're up to, by all means, um, follow the Instagram account, which is at Project Box Camera, and. Let us know what you're thinking of the project, what you're thinking of the pictures. Um, That's about it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Well, thanks for the update, Mr. Neil Piper. And I'm very excited to be a a part of this box camera project. I was actually out shooting my Kodak Brownie Hawkeye today to finish up a roll of T-Max 100 I had in it to kind of get a a little jumpstart on the project box camera uh, thing that's going on. I'm very excited about that. should be a lot of fun. So... Okay, uh, well, man, this is going to be a long solo show. I'm sorry, folks, but it just I got so much to get to. Uh, but let me uh, take one more break here, and then I'll figure out a way to wrap this show up. I have a lot to talk about still, but uh, I'm, I'm going to break my record for a solo show. Uh, hopefully, I won't break the record for a show with a guest, because that would be like three hours. Hopefully, we don't hit that point. <laughs> so, But uh, I'll take a break and be right back, folks. folks we're back for a final segment and there's a couple of things i want to get to real quick here uh you know i always like to mention other film podcasts i've been checking out i I like to give love to other film podcasts out there and i I believe at some point in all these episodes i've mentioned most of the ones i listen to which is mostly all of them (laughs) but there's a couple of of podcasts i haven't mentioned that i haven't given props proper 
proper props too. And uh, so I wanted to go and get those out there. Uh, first of all, I'm sure you guys know about this one. All Through a Lens, Eric and Vanya. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys know about about that podcast, but it's it's very good. They have a, definitely a different spin on the film podcast genre, and it's very fun and entertaining. So that's one I've been enjoying. And then also, there's a new one that I just found out about a week or two ago. Uh, it's from Henry Scott. It's called Tells from the Magic Box. And uh, he goes out like and basically does his podcast while he's out shooting and uh, kind of tells about his experience and what he's thinking of his process while he's out uh, shooting film. So uh, two uh, podcasts maybe I haven't given props to on this podcast because I like to like to, you know, share the love. Uh, secondly, uh, I will say that I did get a donation from a, a very huge uh, guy in the film community. Uh, offered to give me a little bit of a donation to help pay for shipping of some of these uh, 300th episode giveaway prizes. Uh, he did want to stay incognito, so uh, I will not give out his name, but you know who you are, and thank you very much. Uh, it's definitely going to be a big help uh, of absorbing some of the shipping costs that I have for the 300th episode giveaway. Uh, next up is the Sunnies, the Sunny 16 Sunnies Awards. Uh, I, I am uh, extremely honored and uh, humbled and just blown away by the fact that in the Sunnies Awards for, in the Sunny 16 podcast, uh, this podcast here got the best podcast or whatever, whatever they called it, of 2019 uh, in their awards. Obviously, they weren't allowed to win because so, they would have won, I'm sure, over me. <laughs> but uh, it's super, 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 super cool to have gotten that and uh, really uh, blew me away. And then also, uh, me, myself, and I uh, actually won the Shoot Film Be Nice Award which obviously I only won because Rachel uh, from Sunny 16 was not allowed to win since she won it last year. And, uh, but both those things were like true honors and just blew me away and really, really made my week. And uh, I thank you so much to everyone that voted for this podcast and voted for me and these awards. Uh, it, honestly, it really was truly an honor. And like my wife has been bragging about it to like people that have like no interest in it. <laughs> in podcasting and and stuff so it's just been it's been a real a real blessing and a real blast and to 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 receive these uh, these these honors because i mean this, the sunnies are the most like prestigious awards in the uh, film photography podcast industry right so <laughs> but uh yeah it was super cool and uh thanks again to anyone that uh happened to vote for yours truly or for this podcast and those awards it was certainly a huge huge honor and we can uh not thank you enough it's uh it's uh it's very awesome all right um what else did i have here okay i got a a gift in the mail uh from anthony joseph coven and uh he sends me a, a note he says um gutter man <laughs> a little thank you gift for all the work and effort you put into the podcast love the show and facebook group i always learn something new from all the participants spent 10 days in tokyo with the family and shot everything with a pentax k1000 oh, very cool it's the working man's uh, uh camera right there uh since it is all fujifilm uh feel free to send it to roxana or andre perhaps even re-gift for the 300th episode giveaway uh, the expired film in the white box is called Industrial, and it has a great look. Thanks again, Tony. Well, thank you, Tony. And Tony did send me. Uh, listen to this. Listen to this film he sent me. It's unbelievable. And this is expensive stuff, folks. Like it's uh, like you, Tony. You did not have to do that. It's way too generous. Uh, three rows of 35 millimeter A cross two. That's the Ilford A cross. 
as I like to call it. Uh, two rows of 35 millimeter Fuji Color 100, two rows of 35 millimeter Fuji Color Industrial 100. That's the white boxes he was talking about. Uh, that's uh, I think I don't, I don't think they ever even sold that anywhere but Japan. So uh, very cool to get that. And then three rows of 120 A cross two, the Ilford A cross two. <laughs> went 20 format uh and uh wow thank you so much tony he also sent me a, a really cool print that he took while he was in tokyo uh but that was uh, super cool to get and tony that you that was way 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 too much man and i really appreciate it uh but anthony joseph colvin is his full name on the facebook group but i guess he goes by tony but uh thank you sir uh very very cool all right uh the last thing i want to talk about is something that i uh, uh that i've struggled with for a long long time and, you know, a lot of people have asked, how can I support the podcast, blah, blah, blah. And through the years, uh, a lot of people have just sent me stuff, uh, just free stuff. And it's been amazing. Uh, but what has happened is uh, over the last couple of months, I've been having huge equipment issues. And you guys may not hear it because of just my, my deluxe production skills. But but uh, when we're recording, my mic uh, was constantly messing up and, and disconnecting from the uh, the Skype call. Uh, so it's been causing issues with uh, our guests, uh, just kind of putting inconveniencing our guests and just kind of causing problems in the recording process. Uh, also, uh, my headphones were only working out of one one side and they're, they're like taped up with some uh, gaffers tape to hold them together. So, uh, so some little equipment issues there. And my laptop, which is like, I don't know, six, seven, eight years old or whatever, uh, when I would go to edit the, the, the podcast on in Audacity to uh, kind of put the final thing together, uh, it was bogging down. Out so bad it was taking uh well the last uh last monday's episode probably should have took me about two and a half hours to edit maybe and put together and it ended up taking me well over four hours because waiting on the old computer to like load the files and and like when i like put like compression effects on the uh, on the uh on the audio files to kind of even out the levels would take another uh, just an extremely amount of long amount of time and then sometimes the program would crash and i would lose uh everything that I'd done up to that point and it just was a real headache. And so basically all this was causing me a lot more time to do the podcast than usual or that it should. Uh, and so, and the problem is I've been off work for about a month now. And uh, so funds have been pretty short uh, and I knew I needed to upgrade equipment and I have never wanted to be one that asked for donations to the podcast or asked for funds from the listeners uh it's really totally against what my sort of punk rock attitude might might be i, I don't know it just feels weird you know i did I, I just something i didn't never wanted to do but I, my back was against the wall and like i knew that uh this equipment needed to be upgraded in order for me to continue to produce this podcast without causing just a lot of headaches for not just myself but like you know having the guests on and you know the recording time was taking a lot longer because we kept having technical issues because i just was dealing with really old equipment uh but there's no way i had the funds to upgrade this stuff myself so you know a lot of the podcasts out there do like ko-fi or coffee i think they usually pronounce it but it's ko-fi and i was like you know i don't have a problem with other podcasts doing it i think it's good that they do it i've never really wanted to uh but maybe i should just kind of swallow my pride and 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 just ask for a little help 
And so I started a, a coffee account, K-O-F-I, Ko-Fi, coffee, however you want to pronounce it, uh, and put it on the Facebook group that I was thinking about doing it, did a face cast about it, and finally decided, you know, after a lot of uh, positive uh, feedback about it, to go ahead and start that. And people came through with like flying colors. And um, the amount of about a week's time, uh, I raised enough money through coffee uh, to upgrade my mic, upgrade my headphones, and get a new laptop. And right now I'm actually recording straight into my laptop with my new mic, and it's not bogging down, and it's handling this two-hour podcast already uh, with flying colors, uh, so speedy, and just the, a lot of, all my headaches have been gone, uh, have been alleviated uh, by upgrading this equipment. And just the donations was enough to, to basically, you know, uh, get me a pretty pretty much brand new setup to produce this podcast and i really cannot thank you all enough it was unbelievable it was way way beyond what i could have ever imagined or expected Uh, i feel extremely guilty about it and uh i I, you know i it just it's just a weird thing for me to accept money uh from people uh, that listen to this show because i get so much satisfaction out of doing this and uh, I've always said the show has given me way more than I've ever given. Uh, and but it just came a time that I needed to I needed equipment upgrades. I didn't have the money to do it, and my my back was against the wall. It really was. And you guys really helped out, and it's just been amazing. I I I had just a this this crazy week with these donations from uh, the the coffee thing that I just started. And then, of course, the Sunnies Awards came out, and I was just like, "Man, my my!" I was just so like, my heart was so warmed by all this love and generosity that came from the fine folks that listen to the show and just the community in general. And it's just been a huge blessing. And I, I again, I, I can't say it enough. I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, it has been it's a huge weight off my shoulders, and uh, you know, it's 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 unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. Uh, as far as uh, I wanted to spend the segment going through and thanking all the coffee donors, uh, like all the other podcasts do, but honestly, it was just, it's so many that it would take. Uh, this podcast has already gone a really long time. Uh, if I go through and thank everybody individually, it'll be a long list of of people, and probably would make for a boring podcast. And I know the donors would love to hear their names uh, read out on this show. Uh, and that is something that I, I may still do and maybe my next solo show when I don't have all this 300th episode giveaway to stuff to get to uh, I, w- I would definitely like to give you guys shout outs uh, but this show has just gone so long I just don't think it's maybe the, the proper uh, time to do it uh, but just to let every single individual that donated to that uh, coffee account that I just started to, to get me on my feet with some new equipment uh, I thank you, thank you, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart i'm telling you like uh, it's been uh one of the one of the most amazing things that i've seen in my recent years uh, it's just uh, the outpouring of, of of love and and just it's just been amazing and I, I i can't say it enough and i'm just blown away by it and like i said i want to give you all props individually uh, as, as best I can and maybe I can do that on the next solo show or something uh, it's something I would certainly like to do uh, 
but because the show has gone so long, sorry, I, I'm just I, I'm kind of out of time to do that because this would be a three-hour podcast for because there was just so many donors. Uh, so you guys know who you are, and again, thank you so much. And we can uh, continue. Hopefully, this will be uh, a whole lot less headaches for not just myself, but you know, when we actually do the recording, we have a guest that maybe you know has to get up early in the morning or whatever, and doesn't want to wait while we have a bunch of technical issues and stuff with my equipment. It's just going to make things uh, so much smoother. And I can already tell this computer is uh, working fantastically <laughs> compared to what I was dealing with. Um, as far as the future of the coffee account, I will keep it open. Uh, it is uh, coffee ko-fi slash negative positives uh, and you know we will certainly keep accept- accepting donations it's not something we're going to talk about a lot on the show it's not something I'm going to push because uh, I, honestly the only reason that I did it in the first place was just uh, out of de- a little bit of desperation equipment wise truthfully uh, but also you know I, I just don't want to be like hey donate 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 uh, you know I, it's, it's not I, I feel honestly I feel uh, kind of a little bit of guilt about uh, taking people's money to upgrade this equipment uh, it just I, I, I honestly felt like I had no other options and that's why I did it and uh, even when I started the account uh, one night uh, I woke up the next morning thinking man did I do the right thing but then the donations started pouring in and all this love started pouring in and I just I, I was just blown away uh, but so it's yeah it's we'll keep it open and in the future now that the equipment's been upgraded, we'll find a way to use that money uh, if uh, if people donate and they don't absolutely don't feel the need that you have to uh, or whatever. Uh, it's uh, I, it's perfectly fine. Uh, uh, it's uh, we w- we want to use it more for like community type things, like maybe supporting uh, other people in need or uh, maybe uh, uh, some film uh, giveaways or camera giveaways or, or, or something uh, to try to make it something we can just give back to the community, not something we put in our pockets because that's not something we've ever wanted to do is is make money off this podcast and put money in our pockets it's never been my goal and it's never gonna be my goal so um, uh, it's just uh, I wanted to get all this out and uh, because I, I want you guys to know where I stand on this it, it was very very hard uh, honestly uh, from just the way I've looked at why I do this show to get to this point and uh, it was just a point yeah I was at a point where I uh, I didn't know how I was gonna you know upgrade this equipment and uh, it's because um, we have serious car issues going on where we are really needing a new vehicle soon and we're trying to save for that. But I mean, you guys don't need to know about my monetary situation or my, my, my personal finances. But I'm just saying, like, it wasn't something that I uh, took lightly. It took a lot of thought. I thought on it for several weeks before I even decided to, to do it, as, use it as an option. Uh, but it just came out that this was the only really option I had. And uh, I just want you all to understand that this is not about me taking your money and making some money off of this podcast or making money off this community. That has, that has never been something I wanted to do. Uh, but And I, I, I'm pretty sure you guys know that, but I just wanted to get that out there, a little disclaimer, because, I, you know, I feel weird. It's a very, I feel a little icky <laughs> about uh, taking funds from you fine folks uh, to um, upgrade uh, equipment because it's something that, um, you know, maybe I should have been planning for and saved myself for, uh, just kind of everything, the shit kind of hit the fan all at once on me here. And, uh, uh, so the, the knee, uh, uh, putting me off work didn't, didn't help either. But, uh, so 
yeah, just uh, wanted to get that out and uh, and and thank everyone very very much and just let uh, let you know I I I I see everyone that has given and uh, I I just uh, you know I I can't can't thank you all enough and um, I just want you to know that I I really 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 appreciate it so. Okay, uh, I think I can wrap up now. Uh, it's been a long episode, and I'm sorry about that. I will say that next week, the whole gang will be back, and uh, we have on none other than Mr. Mike Caputo from Hawaii. And uh, <laughs> so that should be a big, fun episode. Uh, Mr. Mike Caputo will be joining us uh, from the Hawaii dark Hawaii dark room uh, on next Monday's show with the whole gang back, Roxana, Andre, and myself, and Mr. Mike Caputo. So I look forward to that. Okay, until then... Uh, everybody have a great week and uh, you can see my photography on Instagram at Gutterman Photo on Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography uh, you can email this program at uh, negpositives at gmail.com you can join the Facebook group which is the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast Facebook group and uh, we have an Instagram account under the account name Negative Positives uh, mostly ran by a friend of the show Mr. Bryce Randall if you submit photos to Instagram think about using the hashtag Negative Positives and maybe Bryce will see it and highlight it on uh, on that site for all of us or on that account for all of us to see and again uh, the donations to coffee ko-fi uh, slash negative positives if you want to support this program and we will find a way to give back to the community after you guys have given us so so much particularly me in the last week uh, all right again everybody have a great week everybody stay positive shoot some cool film photos I hope you enjoyed that episode of that the negative pauses podcast. And that episode went down about as good as a good old-fashioned low country boy with all the crawfish in that gumbo you could eat. Ooh-wee. Y'all's lily white butts gonna be on that fire there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a gutter man cave production.